All right, everybody, welcome back to today's episode of Top Tier Podcast. My name is Pelo Poppy, the chosen one. Um, we got a couple of topics to go over today. We got uh, there was a new Predator movie that dropped. Uh, Want to go over the whole? I think it was a Power One Hundred Six situation with American Cholo and Trick Nasheed. Um, hey, don't give all, don't give topics? it away. Don't give it away. They got to stay tuned for something. Goddamn. We'll just hop into it. You know, let's hop into it. So you want to start with Prey? Because, I mean, that's yeah, on the top of our Prey. heads right now. So I literally just finished watching Prey literally maybe like 20 minutes ago. And, and for those who don't know, Prey is the, uh, is the new Predator movie. It's a prequel to the original Predator movie. And I got to admit, Elliot, I'm, I'm upset with you. I have beef with you now. Your comments were the yeah. only reason... That I actually was like, okay, I believe the hype now because of your I didn't overhype it, though. All I said was I got halfway through the movie. It was pretty solid. And that was it. I have beef. I have beef. I wasn't I wasn't like superly impressed with the movie when I was at that point. I thought it was just a coherent, very solid predator. So, you know, he was catching bodies left and right. It's a lot of violence, a lot of blood. I like Tarantino-esque violence, violent movies. How dare you? pretty, Pretty decent. Oh, you're just comparing the violence? I just thought it was coherent. I thought it was just like the main character. Um, basically, I, and I, I remember I was half watching it. Like, I need to watch it again. From what I understand Brother. is, and I don't want to give away the movie. She was no, hunting. No, give it away. This, like is her, a spoiler, this is a spoiler zone. As right like here. her coming of age, I guess it's like like this, uh, as her coming of age, she was supposed to hunt an animal or a certain kind of animal, like a bear or like an aggressive, pretty serious animal. She decides to hunt the predator. So throughout the entire movie, she's basically falling around the Predator while the Predator goes on a rampage, killing Europeans and killing other natives and killing killing bears and killing animals. And I thought it was at the point in the movie where I was at, she had, where I stopped watching it and then finished it the following day, she had gotten captured by the French. I'm pretty sure they were French, right? Yeah. Portuguese. I'm pretty sure they were French. They were French. These French, these French colonizers who were also hunting the Predator. The white um, man. When I got to that point, it was a pretty decent movie. I'm, I'm not running out of here saying that it's incredible, but at finishing the movie, I thought it was solid. I thought it was like a seven, like a seven, seven and a half. A seven? A seven and a half? Dude, okay, let me mm-hmm. explain what my gripes about this. I hated the entire movie, okay? The movie is three out of ten stars. Tops. Tops. Three out of ten stars. Can't go any higher than that. I will go as low as to say like a two and a, two and a half maybe like a two or two and a half out of 10 stars. That movie was garbage, hot garbage. I was nitpicking it from the very beginning, okay? First of all, white men need to stop writing these types of movies about um, indigenous or native peoples to a certain land because why are they speaking English? That, I, I see, you know what? I asked that question when I was, I was watching with my cousin. I, watched, I asked that question because I was like, I wouldn't have minded if the whole movie was in that native language. What was, what tribe was she? Like Kamach, Kamach, Comanche or something? Yeah, Comanche, something I think. like that. I wouldn't have minded if they spoke the na- their native language. The entire movie with subtitles. I, it would have been. I feel like it would have actually enhanced the movie further. Why were they speaking in their native tongue a select amount of times for only select? Ooh, that's a fancy word that we don't want you guys to know anything about. We're just gonna slide it in there. Ooh some native tongue and then the entire other time they were just speaking in english with like slang they were yeah. like cursing 
They cursed once. How? White men need to stop writing these movies because it just it doesn't have any type of detail. There was like certain details in there where like maybe they saw it in a history book that, oh, they used to carry their babies like this. Or, you know, these are how the teepees were decorated. Are they called teepees? I don't want to know. I don't know if they're called teepees. I, I really don't know. But, yeah, they, they tried throwing certain details into there. But the entire thing was just so, it lacked detail. Second, Greg. I can't get mad at it completely because it's only at its root. It's just a slasher film. So it's just supposed to be not a horror slasher, but like a quote unquote thriller slash slasher. So I can't get mad that the plot was just so terrible because at the end of the day, like he, he, all you're supposed to see is just a predator. A villain kills a bunch of people and then the main character either kills the villain or gets away at the end. So I can't get mad at the plot, but the plot was lackluster. I didn't care about anybody. I think that's the reason why most people want to like, like these movies, these types of movies, and especially this one. This one has high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes if you care anything about critics and rating scores. And the and like general, like the, the average viewer like it. They both are pretty much around the same, like 90%. Yeah. And I just, uh, what was my, what was I saying? What was I saying? Um, I lost my thought. Yeah, you were saying, I think you were, actually, I'm trying to remember. I think you, you were, you were bringing up like the audience rating. Like I, you were basically trying to like make a contrast. Oh, like yeah. I know people are giving it a certain kind of rating. People just want to see spectacles now. And I've had this gripe for a while with it's a, a lot spectacle of for sure. Marvel is the same way now. People just want to go to the movie theater or just watch a movie and then just say like, oh, that was cool when that ha when that explosion happened that was cool thus the movie is good it had three cool moments so that means that the movie was good and I like see what you're saying. it's that's not film it's a marvel syndrome i mean if you game it game it like marvel does and add a lot of violence you can get a pretty good any kind of movie i guess that's what people wanted to see from this movie and they were satisfied with that but i was not i don't yeah, know there why there was no real death in the movie I, I won't lie there wasn't really real death it was just like the predator appears she's constantly tracking it the predator just eviscerates everybody was that her brother that he killed at the end that one fight yeah and then she kills she the predator kills her brother she and then she's just like all right yeah i i'm gonna kill this motherfucker for real like she was throughout the entire movie she kind of seemed like she was like yeah i'm gonna kill it but she couldn't really find an angle. I guess she was studying it. And then when she finally figured out the weakness, then she went for it after it killed her brother. But it wasn't like, I agree. It was, there was no real death. It was just like a predator movie. It was just like predator shows up. Like you said, he fucks people up. Main character kind of watches them has like a beginning encounter. Maybe, the, maybe the predator thinks you're not a threat. And then the main character proves that they are a threat and either wins or escapes. But for a Predator movie, I think it's solid. I, I think that's what I'm trying to get. Like, you kind of know what you're going to see. I'm trying to... Do you think that it matters at all that because we know what the Predator is about, that there's no way it can beat the, the first one? Because the first one had a certain level of... How do I say this? Do Is it that... The first Predator was so novel and so fresh and new that you like it is the first time that you introduced a new villain into, you know, the the entire ether of horror films or thriller films, alien films. Right. So is it that 
because the first one had a certain level of freshness and a certain level you couldn't you didn't know what to expect from the predator that all the subsequent films you're just going to be like oh okay so i expect the predator to just come in kill up a bunch of people and then have one dude left or one person left and then they're going to either kill the predator or they're going to escape is that what it is now? So when we see these movies, that's what we expect? Kind of like I Halloween? I think that's what it is. Because it that's it kind of like Halloween. It kind of feels like, because these are, ta- I guess you could call these horror movies. I guess it's in that, it is in that kind of. It's just a slasher. I'm not, I don't think they're it's not. Horror. It's a slasher. Because they're not scary to me. They're just like, they're, they're literally scary. are just like, war, they're a warrior race that just comes down and they want smoke. That's literally all it is. They're not trying to sneak up. They're not killing all these innocents. They're here. They're like, literally, I'm a warrior. I'm an alien warrior. I'm here to fight your strongest. Bring him here. That's what predators are. But I think there's not much you can really do with it. I mean, I guess if a creative writer could do more. I agree with your point. I see where you're going with that. It just isn't very creative to just make the same movie over and over again. But I guess if you look from that same lens that, like, it's a predator movie. You see what they've done before. They're just basically moving the time period, showing a different how a different culture would handle it. I think that was that it's decent for what we got, but I guess I definitely see your point that we could use some more creativity. Like I wouldn't mind a predator movie where we actually went to their home world and learned more about predator culture. But do people really want to see that? Do, or do people just want to see people getting cut up, humans getting cut up, in the same old movie? I think that's what the movies are. I haven't seen yeah. like we were talking about off mic. I haven't seen the third one where it's called The Predator. I haven't seen that one from like the 2010s or whatever. So I'm not sure what they do in that one. I think I've I've heard that they might talk a little bit more about the lore or maybe they show like a like a part of the ship or something. I've also seen Aliens vs. Predator, which in that one, they kind of show a little bit of the culture of the Predators a little bit. But besides those ones, I haven't seen like I don't I don't think that the movies I don't think the franchise is about showing you anything other than I mean, it's literally called a Predator. So <laughs> yeah, it just pops up and it wants smoke. I'm here. I want smoke. I got alien tech. I'm a warrior. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, basically that's all it is. And they return to Earth like commonly, like it. Even in the yeah. in this movie, they were like, okay, like I saw. I forget what they called it. Like the uh, the the Thunderbird. I think they called it the Thunderbird. Like I I saw the ship. That's what their their version of the ship yeah. was. So I I think that they know. Like these things come back and forth, like throughout all time. That's how yeah, uh, Alien vs. Predator kind of starts. Is like they find an alien ship, um, and then I forget how that movie turns out, but it's like the predators come and they they know about everything. Yeah, because this is one. Um, I don't know if you remember that one Predator movie where it's like all they were all criminals and like they got dropped on that planet, and they it's almost like and they never explained this. I don't think, but it's almost like they brokered a deal with the predators where it's like, hey. We're going to drop, like, all the worst criminals. They're, like, warrior-like criminals. And these are, like, drug kingpins and warlords and just hunt them. You know, do what you want to do. That would have been an interesting opportunity to go a little deeper. But remember, people don't really go to Predator movies to see something deep. I mean, it's been established. But that's what I'm saying. Like, people like genre-breaking horror. Like, horror movies that break the mold. Like, they've been doing the same kind of thing, but they try to expand it more. But, like, how many horror movies really do that? Like This isn't horror. This isn't horror. Or it isn't horror. I, I don't know why I can't separate it from horror, even though it is. It's not horror. It's a slasher movie. Yeah, I think it's because Alien versus Predator, slasher. like, fucked it up, like in my brain. What about um, 
Because, you know, the aliens to me are horror. Maybe you may not consider aliens horror. The xenomorphs are freaky as hell. I consider that horror. Anything they, they're in is horror to me because they're I freaky guess. as hell. I they put eggs horror. in your stomach and the monsters break out your breathe, monsters grow and break out your stomach. That's horror. That's terrifying. I suppose. I, I, but I still think that it's just a slasher. I, that's more of a, I wouldn't call that a slasher. It's more of just an alien film. I think it's just like sci fi. I really don't consider yeah. those types well, of movies. Sci fi or well, sci fi horror? I know, I know, I know. Predator is in horror, but Predator can be horror because it's freaky because they can like turn invisible, like in the movie when the brother died. This the prey movie. It's like a I was thriller. just like, as soon as he turned invisible, I was like, all right, he's about to put this spike, spike this dude from the back. I called it as soon as he turned invisible. I was like, all right, he's about to spike this dude from the back because of course he's gonna do that. Man, I expected so much more in terms of like the the venture into Act Two. I thought that the catalyst was gonna be that. Okay, she's off on her own. Like, remember the 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 brother got the little award or whatever because he brought home the mountain lion, so he passed his his little test or whatever. And then she's upset. She goes off hunting. You know, she's practicing and she, you know she's trying to kill a bear and fails miserably or whatever. I thought she wasn't gonna run into the predator then. I thought what was gonna happen was, or maybe she does run into the predator. Who cares? She she sees the predator. Who cares? But then she goes back to her camp. And then everybody is fucking dead. And now it's just one-on-one. Like how it was in the original, where it's just mano y mano. Yeah. Everyone else is dead. We, they tried it. Now it's just y'all. And you got to figure out how to do it. But they wanted her to have the comeuppance. And... But I like how they did it because, you know, they showed throughout the movie that she physically could not handle a lot of threats. She had to use her mind. She was skilled, though. She had to use her agility, and she had to, she had to be extremely clever to beat whatever she was fighting. And that's what I really enjoyed about the movie. I, I like that. She was just, she was quick. She was, she was highly intelligent. She and she OP, just, bro. I didn't even, I, it seemed believable. Like I was like, I was thinking like, if they don't do it right, it's going to be very unbelievable. And, and I, and I do agree that her, she figured out how his tech worked though. So I like that. Cause she figured out how his tech works. She set the, set the thing up. As soon as he tried to use his little heat seeking spear, it just re- went back around and hit him. And Bill, you just head. burping in the mic, nigga. What? <laughs> Excuse me. I, I'm hitting him. I didn't mean to do, I didn't do that. I'm drinking a beer. Got some gas. But um, I don't know. I, I definitely feel that's why I'm giving it. I'm probably going to drop it to about a seven, maybe like a 6.87. But because I, I kind of felt like the ending was a little quick, a little bit of cop out. But like, how other way was she going to beat him? There was no other way she was going to beat him without. Just using, and I kind of called that from the beginning. Only way she's really gonna be able to kill this dude is if she had her brother was with her in the final fight, and they both kind of outsmarted him, or she just uses utilizes his tech to take him out, which is what she did. But doesn't the original Predator and the first Predator doesn't the Predator get killed by like an explosive bomb? It's like a big bomb that kills it. I think so, right? He used his like arm, like everything, like. When, I think in the first one, didn't he like? Wasn't it Arnold? I haven't seen the first one yes. since I was like a kid, bro. Yeah. But doesn't Arnold like basically take him down to his like knees, and he's just like "fuck you," and he suicide bombs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the brother is just like "fuck you, bro." You coming with me? Man, I just kind of cowardly. Bullshit. I thought that movie was bullshit. Anyway. Let's move on from that. And, he, and then the Europeans getting eviscerated by the by the predator. <laughs> You want to talk about some music? Yeah, let's talk about music. 
Hey, 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 hey. Also, before we go into that, I just want to talk about how crusty they made the Europeans look in this movie. Well, that, I just thought was it was funny. Right. I think that I mean, was it was about, about right. right. It was about right, but I just feel like whenever you see movies, like quote unquote period pieces, they look crusty, but they don't look that crusty. They made them look like literal savages, bro. bro it was they the made early them look 1700s. like they made them look. They made them look. This motherfuckers, you could smell them up. Like I don't know if you saw the movie Book of Eli, where he was like about to. He saw that lady on the road when, in the beginning, and he was like, "I could smell hijackers from a mile off." That's how they look. They look like these nasty dudes from the from the apocalypse. Early 1700s. Book of Eli. That's what's gonna happen. He's like, "I could smell hijackers from a mile off." You know it wasn't. Smells so. You know it wasn't musty. This mm -hmm. new channel, Trace. Channel okay. Trace. Let me get my accent going. Yeah, channel Trace. One of my homies been trying to put me on him for a while. And there was a concert out there in, uh, in Dallas. Bro, let me tell y'all, man. If you guys like house music, specifically Deep House, this is your man. His name is Channel Trace, as in Channel 3. I forget where he's from, but the man I thought is... he made... I thought he made. Uh, I thought he made like R and B. I think I've heard some of his songs. He makes house music. He makes dance music. I swear to God, bro, he makes R and B. Maybe I'm wrong. He makes music like this. He dropped an entire uh, DJ mix. It might be from, cause he's on tour right now. So it might be from one of his tours. Hmm. It's just a whole vibe. It's just a whole vibe. If you guys like the Drake album, this is like five times better than that. And I really like I really like the Drake album, but this is like I didn't know he was a DJ. Yeah, Drake album was solid. He can actually mix. I did not know that. It's a whole it's a whole fucking album, like 27 songs. I just think that's a little I don't know about 27, man. I well, it, it's a, it's his performance. I'm pretty sure this is his performance from the tour. I can't. I personally can't sit and listen to twenty-seven songs. It's just this a mix. Kind of like something MJ. This is Stevie Wonder, brother. Oh. I'm. I'm. Am. I have a beef with you. <laughs> I have a I beef with really you. Like you said this sounds like MJ, brother. What the fuck? Did you like pitch it up or something? I don't know. He man. did. He did. He did. It's a DJ set. You can't tell me they weren't trying to go for a little bit of an MJ kind of sound. Stevie Wonder was trying to go. You said Stevie Wonder was trying to go for an MJ sound. The voice, like I don't know. I swear to God, bro, I, it sounded like I, I didn't think I didn't think it was MJ per se, but I was kind of like oh, I could kind of hear. I don't know, man. I can kind of hear a little MJ in there. Like he just pitched up his voice. Inspiration in the voice. He just pitched up his voice. It definitely. Trust me, bro. Stevie Wonder was around when Michael Jackson was a fucking infant, a toddler. He was Stevie already singing. Is, is, Stevie, is Stevie older than MJ? I, I, trust me, bro. I don't know the ages. <sighs> Ellie, you testing I, me right now, bro. I, you God, bro. Me. I don't know, bro. I don't know my oldies like that. I don't know the ages. I don't know any of that. Yeah, when Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder is, is at least 20 years <laughs> older than Michael Jackson. I didn't Jackson. really start, like, really, like, I used to hear, of course I heard MJ growing up. I'm not saying that, but I didn't really start, like, exploring it for myself until I got, I was, like, in high school and college. You got to know your Motown, really though. It myself, man. You got to know your Motown.
I mean, maybe you're not an R and B guy. Change, maybe you're not. No, an I've never been guy. an R. I've never been an R and B guy. I never have. I tried to give like Daniel Caesar a, a listen, and then he started cooning. And then I tried Daniel to Caesar. I mean, I guess That's for the like time co- when I was in college, man, like I started listening to like more modern kind of R and B. That's not where it's at. That's not where it's at. I mean, you got you got a few. You know, you got a few R and B niggas that you know they put they make some good songs or whatever. But there's nobody that's if you want legend status, you gotta go back. You gotta go back. Yeah. You gotta go back to your Smokey Robinsons, your 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 Patty LaBelle's, your Shaka Khan's, your Anita My Bakers. You know Anita oh, Baker, right? Yeah, I know Anita yeah, Baker. Yeah, you gotta go dad. back back. You gotta go back, bro. I love Patty LaBelle. I used to always always hear something about Patty LaBelle growing up. Something about that. You're not Keen Cold, even though he he's technically like considered pop for the time because R and B wasn't yeah. R and B at that time. I don't even know if R and B existed at that time. That genre of music, at least on a chart level, I don't think it existed. Yeah. But he's R and B. He's singing blues for the most part, for most of his songs. Them Al Greens, bro. Like you got to go back. You I know a little back. Al Green because of Book of Eli. Was like, How can you mean a- is that Al Green? How can you mean a broken heart? I'm pretty sure that's Al Green. I don't know. How can you miss? Sing it. A broken heart. I can't sing for shit. But you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's. I mean, bro. Like, I know. Like, I, I I got like I inherited like a whole bunch of albums, bro. Like, I got like I have a whole bunch of Stevie albums. Like, I got an Al Green. Pretty sure we have a Nat King Cole. We have a whole bunch of like, we have a whole bunch of stuff in there, bro. I have a whole bunch of MJ albums. I was listening to. Uh, we got a whole bunch of what's that one guy? He's a white guy. Mm-hmm. He made that song. Uh I know you know that song by uh Tupac called Do for Love. It was like Do for Love. You got everything. Oh yeah. I don't know what's, who that's by. You know, he's some he's, he's some a white, white guy. Dude, yeah, sure, that's though. a hit though. Yeah. That's that's a I classic. Got that album. So I got you know, I, I just haven't explored it for real. Like, people look at me like you were looking at me like I was crazy, bro. Like, I don't that know sounds much, crazy. I, that sounds crazy. <laughs> it's like my family talked about it, but they weren't like actively playing the music in the house. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was, that's probably why I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it's not around it, you, especially because you don't really listen it, to music like that. Like you don't, well, you listen to music, uh-huh. but you don't explore. You don't explore. Yeah, I don't explore it like that. I, I had a phase where I did, I had a phase where I was exploring in college more, but now out of college, I don't really, I don't really explore. Like, I got my, I got my hits, bro. Like I got my playlist. I got like my fifteen hundred songs that I love, like on my title. Like that's that's really it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and that's all like newer stuff. Like I got some stuff. Like I got like a metal playlist. Like I listen to, like eight, like eighties metal and like Metallica and Megadeth and like Iron Maiden and then you know. And then I got like my my like you know I got like my Led Zeppelin and like my Jimmy. And, you're in that. You know, you're like, in the 60s. in the proper decade, nigga. Just just put some niggas in there. <laughs> well, I mean, we got Jimmy. Don't don't sleep on Jim. I mean, Jim, yeah, Jim, Jim created the genre. They'll try to say he didn't. You got Jimi Hendrix. Jim wrote Jimmy, Jimmy wrote wrote the playbook. But I'm talking about because black people don't dominate rock like that. When you think of rock, even well, I, created, I understand what you're saying. Trust me. I know the history. I'm just saying we don't dominate rock. We dominate R and B. We dominate hip hop. You in the right decade. That's where the good music is. Not that they don't have good music in other genres like country and whatever the fuck. But R and B and hip hop, that's us. That's all us. That's that good shit. Yeah, bro. I got I just can't think of the names. Like I got trust. Trust, bro. Like I can't think of the names. Like I know we we dominate R and B like completely. Like I was watching a document. I was watching like a, a video. There's like this 
guy. He's like a black, like conscious, like black historian kind of guy. His name's Tariq Nasheed. And he was talking about like a lot of black music the other day. Like he was just talking about like how in the seventies, how it was just like, you had a lot of white groups coming up who were like, they wouldn't reveal their race, you know, but they were making black music. So we've been running it. Like I understand like R&B, especially in the sixties and seventies was popping so hard. Other groups, non-black groups are trying to get a piece of the pie. Like kind of like how they're doing in hip hop right now. Yeah. It's always been. Well, I get what you, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's always been like that. That was, I mean, that was that was what was hip. But our I legacy, our legacy acts are all from R and B. Like people don't consider Jimi Hendrix like a legacy act in the black community. You don't really see he should be, but you don't really see a well, lot. Of, they didn't. Black community wasn't really rocking with him like that back then. Like I watched, I watched a couple of Jimmy documentaries where he even kind of talked about how they weren't really rocking with him, but he kind of became a target, like a Contel pro target. When I think he went to like some kind of like, he did some kind of concert for the black Panthers. And, then, and right immediately then it was like, all right, he's, he's an op. And like, we can't have this. Government unity. was like, he's an op. That's yeah. too much unity for me. Oh yeah. I don't think black folks is really rocking with him like that back then, but. Well, we weren't rocking with rock dude. like that. <laughs> we didn't really make rock like that. You can but name he wrote two, the playbook. They just name, weren't fucking with him. You can name two rock artists from the 60s and 70s. I can. That's it. I'm going to name Chuck Berry and Jimi Hendrix. I don't know anybody else from that time. Chuck Berry is more blues, really. But he wrote the playbook, though. He was definitely definitely leaning into it. And then Jimi took the mantle. But that's the crazy thing I think about rock all the time. It's like, imagine if we just had, like... I don't even really know like the original hip hop people, but imagine we just had like a couple nineties hip hop acts like Tupac and some of them dudes. And then two thousands came and it's just all white hip hop. You don't see any black people in hip hop anymore. You just had like two little major dudes who wrote the playbook got popping. And then now it's just like, imagine a hip hop today where you don't even see a black face at all. They can have the genre because we're still the rock stars. I'm not worried. They can have the genre. We're just gonna we're just gonna invent a new genre. That's always what happens. We we create some shit like look at jazz. Who dominates jazz completely today? I don't know. I don't listen to jazz anymore. I don't. Well, it's white know. folks who dom- who dominate jazz. But like you know, we created it. Can't you know, name one of them. But I, my question to you is: Do you think there's gonna be a point where you know we're gonna be like in our fifties and sixties, and hip hop is just completely non-black dominated? You just don't even see black people in hip hop anymore. <laughs> we're doing we're doing some other like ethereal 2060s and 2070s music we do just, i we do i see it or do i think it'll happen that? both no and no how well it happened with rock it happened with jazz black people weren't buying rock like that black people I like mean, r&b and rhythmic do 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 drums rock has drums don't get me wrong everything rock comes from blues and we we created the blues and that's rhythmic that was the soul. You see, rhythm it was like, and blues. You see the, the legacy of Rhythm it. and blues. We like rhythm and blues. We don't just like rhythm. We want rhythm and blues. We want I mean, R&B. Jimmy was, Jimmy was, he, you can hear the, the blues infusion in his music. It's not. I don't know why they weren't messing with him. But he, you know, he took it to a new level though. It, it's electric guitar. So it, it's rock. Electric is rock. I mean, it's, it, it's, that's what I consider rock. Electric. I mean, yeah. You don't have acoustic rock. This is true. I mean, you, you don't have, I, at least I don't, I wouldn't, cons- yeah, well, you don't have acoustic rock. This but anyway, true. I don't see that happening. No. 
because black people are the biggest. Well, I don't want to know. I don't know if the biggest because I don't know the numbers like that. But we're the demographic that it's sold to is black people. So no, I don't see that. I can see other genres coming well, in. Well, really? I can. It's mostly mostly white people showing up at all these rap festivals and buying all this music and all the albums and all the VIP and all the. I don't know about all that. I know the festivals, sure. Like a lot of the rap, a lot of the rap stars when they are at the festivals and you look into the crowd, it's a lot of white. But maybe white's just easier to see. <laughs> it reflects the sun reflects a little bit differently. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I can see. What I can see is other genres, for example, like how we have like African beats starting to come more into mainstream which now. Which was pioneered by, which was in, inspired by us, by the way. They don't want to give us that that credit because I watched the same guy I told you about, Tariq Nasheed. He put up this video. It was like, a, I think it was on the BBC. I'm pretty sure it was on the BBC. It was a Nigerian lady talking about how, what's his name? Feta, Feta Kufi? I think it's them or Fela Kufi. He was like the pioneer. He was the pioneer of Afrobeats. Uh, I'm gonna look his name up. But anyway, this guy, he he spent a period of time, like in I think it was in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, his name is Kuti, Fela, Fela Kuti. He was the pioneer of Afrobeats. He spent a period of time, I think, in the 70s during the funk movement in the in the United States. Saw what we were doing over here, went back to Africa put a Nigerian spin on it, and that's why you have Afrobeats. But they're not going to give us credit for that. I promise you ask any Nigerian about Afrobeats, and they're going to be like, y'all always stealing some shit, which is not true. But but I'm sorry. I went in a whole little tangent because I I just that was just on my mind. But yeah, I mean, what I'm trying to say is we, we influence the culture around the world. Everybody's picking back on what we're doing, if you get what I'm saying. So that, why wouldn't you think that hip-hop couldn't be stolen? at a certain point and we wouldn't just do go do something else or just evolve past it, do something else past that. Because why a would a lot of it is a buildup. Why would anyone want to give it the black dollar? I don't want to get political, but why would anyone want to give it the black dollar? No, they're dollar? not gonna give it the black dollar. They're not gonna give it the black dollar. They're just gonna go and try to monetize whatever the thing we do next. That's what I'm they're trying gonna, to say. That, that, That's that what I was mean. saying. They're not before. giving up the black they're not giving up the black dollar. That's they're what I'm saying. Hip, is that I can see other genres such as Afrobeats, for example coming more into the mainstream and every all the quote-unquote rock stars who are like the rappers and the melodic rappers and the r&b singers or whatever maybe not r&b singers but the melodic rappers and things of that nature i can see them moving into being rock stars of whatever else is the new and upcoming genre it might take a bit of the new market share of hip-hop but hip-hop is hip-hop bro r&b is gone Okay, niggas can't sing anymore, and they're not signing anybody that can sing to labels anymore. So that's gone. R&B, it's still there, but R&B is gone. R&B niggas trying to rap. <laughs> like, R&B niggas, for the most part, aren't singing. They're melodic rappers. So let's get it. That's out the way. Then we got hip-hop, which dominates music right now. Dominates. So then you got, you know, you got your Latin beats, and you got your hip-hop, or you got your Afro beats. That, that's probably going to end up taking a little bit of the market share. And, you know, people are just going to transition into that. Like you said, people are just going to transition. But black people are still going to dominate. It's not like it, like we'll see it as a move of hip hop into that. And hip hop, it's, it's still going to be considered hip hop. Like we don't know. We can't. Hip hop is not monolithic. Hip hop isn't all just trap beats. We've convinced ourselves that, that it's just trap beats because the know, 808. It's not. The 808 is dominated for decades really get now. Their, get their respect. Like, 
the, the conscious non-mumble kind of rappers don't even get their respect they deserve anymore. It's just like Coonan and Minstrel showing. Like speaking of this, I guess we can go to a topic I found that's related to it. It's Bobby Schmurter claims that he refuses to make drill music because he's not going to be another minion. And it kind of goes into what I think I said on a, a previous podcast is just a lot of these rappers come in, they make a, a one or two bullshit albums. They get like, they do like make a fool of themselves for the public eye and their studio pushes it. And then it's over. They find another new clown to show on the internet everywhere. Like, I think Kodak Black is, like, an example of, like, the ultimate minion. Like, they found, like, the most ignorant example of a black man they could find to just parade for everybody. And that's why Kodak just doesn't go away. Like, what kind of good music? Like, a lot of these rappers don't even rap anymore. Like, when's the last time you heard a Blueface song? When's the last time you heard a really good Kodak song? A lot of these guys are just minions now. They're just these guys that just keep out to just act a fool to justify when they kill black men. And it's like, well, we have Kodak. They all like Kodak. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't. It's like care about propaganda. anything that Kodak Black says that sounds tries to sound conscious. I wish I had a a, a Drewski drop of when he was like, "What do you mean by that?" Because I don't give a fuck about what the fuck <laughs> what, what Kodak Black says. Don't. But you get what I'm saying? Like he doesn't want to be a minion. I think like, you're elaborating. Minions. I think you're elaborating to something that he is not even considering. What he means by that statement is he doesn't want to talk about ops anymore because you know why? Because he's always on fucking trial. He's always being charged with something, especially when you have this narrative in the ether in law in uh, uh, law enforcement and in uh, judicial, you know, trials and stuff where they can use rap lyrics against you to prove that you've cre- uh, you've you've you know you've been the the, car- the crime that you have been charged with you actually committed. So mm-hmm. I think that's what he means. You're elaborating on it from a political and conscious state, mind state that he is not, I, I refuse to believe that he is thinking of. I, I kind of, you know what? <laughs> I kind of get what you're saying. He definitely is not thinking about it from that kind of respect. Because Kendrick, or not Kendrick Lamar, uh, Kodak Black literally calls himself a gremlin. Yeah. I just, I refused. I refuse. I refuse. Like Kodak is like one of the biggest degenerates I've seen in life. In life. Like maybe among celebrities. Because we see worse degenerates. Like I remember we talked about this story. We saw, we sent on Twitter where some guy was like, like a white couple got caught like having sexual relations with a dog or something like that. Like people do more degenerate shit than Kodak. But Kodak is a degenerate. Like in terms of like celebrity terms, I feel like they push him and the dude never gets, goes to jail for real. It's because he's just a useful, a useful propaganda tool. I know I'm coming from like a heavy conscious perspective, but I'm like, what kind of contributions is the dude Kodak actually doing for the culture? He's not even black American, by the way. He's Haitian. But what kind of, as a guest in hip hop, what kind of contributions is the dude really making to the culture? Or is he a minion? Like, I, I, I see what you're saying, but we can extrapolate this and assume because maybe, maybe. Bobby Schmurda spent seven years in jail. Maybe he met with some nation of Islam, more conscious, conscious dudes. We don't really know. He hasn't really been making music. He's probably that's because we he don't really dipped. know what he's on. That's because his label dipped on him. He's he doesn't he's not with the label anymore. His label dipped on him. That's mm-hmm. the reason why. Sometimes it's just dude with a lot of this stuff, bro. You you're correct in your in what you're saying from your point of view, where it's like these guys are just being used as tools and propaganda just to show off a certain type of look of a black person. Sure. We can go there. Sure. There's some, there's some truth in that, 
but you are are taking it to an ex, not extreme, but you're taking it far beyond where it needs to go. These this is simple. These are simple topics. Bobby Schmurder is not in the limelight anymore because his label doesn't care about him. They dumped him. Now he can't get music out that actually makes a scene. There's no marketing behind him. Kodak Black doesn't need to have. We don't need to have any conscious conversation that revolves around anything that Kodak Black is saying. Period. I will. I refuse to have a conversation about anything that Kodak Black says that sounds somewhat conscious because all that's going to happen is an intellectual like yourself is going to try to break it down. That's what we do with stupid people and ignorant people. We try to break it. Well, I can see what they're saying because, and we connect dots that aren't even there. They don't even see the dots, bro. They don't see those dots. They just speaking. It's a good statement. You know, that, that one little sentence, that one little, that one little sentence. And that's I a good statement. Tried to, tried to take it all the way to, the man and white supremacy. That's all I'm saying. Propaganda. That's all I'm media. saying. And, and he's just like, I'm not going to be a minion. The minion might just be, I don't even really know. Maybe minion, he meant, I'm not going to just make bullshit drill music because it's, I don't know. He could have meant anything or he could have, he could have tried to be conscious. Like he could have been conscious in a sense that like, he was just like, I'm not going to be a minion because I'm not going to make mu music that's bad for the culture. But he didn't take it any further than that. Like I kind of said that and took it, levels and broke it down he probably only thought about it to that one point and that was it you know he kind of just stated it was kind of like a pseudo to a pseudo conscious level like he kind of he he took the shovel and took one dig i dug all the way to the surface he just took a shovel and took one little pump out of dirt and then was like all right that's where i stand so that could because i really feel like I really feel like that's probably what he meant. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna make whatever kind of music I want to make. I'm not gonna make drill because if I make drill, I just sound like any other dude out here making bullshit music. The end. And he makes. I think I really think that he's just talking about the beat. I think he's just talking about the style, the beat. Like you said, it just sounds like everybody else because his lyrics talk about killing people. So you need to miss me with this type of intellectual conversation about Kodak. <laughs> Let's move on from this. That would, <laughs> I just can't. I can't dumb myself. There's down. no intellectual. But I used him as an example of that. He's the ultimate minion. Like if we were using minion in the way I thought he was using it, Kodak is the ultimate minion. There's a reason why they keep letting him out of jail. Yeah, Kodak should ironic. be doing a five. Kodak should be doing a five to ten stint, if not longer. Right now, they keep letting him out because he is just like the most ignorant motherfucker you could ever imagine in life. Yeah, it's that's the irony in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the irony. He's like the dumb, one of the dumbest people on in existence. Stupid. I hate him. In terms of intelligent life, he's him. probably he's one ignorant. of the stupidest dudes in existence. He's ignorant. Let's talk about some more dumb shit. Let's talk about Pete and Kim. Oh did, my did god! Did they ever have a Remember, cute guys, nickname? Like a Angelina? They probably they probably didn't get that far enough to do it. But I called this months ago, bro. I called it. We, I, you probably don't even remember. I said I, they probably got to the end of the year, maybe a little less. That's I remember saying this. I'm sure everybody because Kanye, knows. his Kanye, just doesn't care anymore. He went from like panicking and freaking out and keeping Kim's name in the media to now he's just Kanye's just doing his own thing. He's low key. He's real. He's he's. Like, this has he's nothing. You hit me with that yesterday. This has nothing to do with Kanye West. I can't believe that you actually believe that. This has nothing to do with Kanye. If Kim know, Kardashian and Kanye West are seen that. out together on quote-unquote dates, if they start putting that out into the ether, this has nothing to do with Kanye West. Until they actually get remarried, 
if because I guarantee I don't want to guarantee it, but I can see if this has anything I can to see do them getting together in like two, three years and they just start because because they control their paparazzi. Right. They can the Kardashians control their yeah. paparazzi. So if we see they, oh, they, Kim and Kardashian, you see it on Pop Crave, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West seen out at uh, Nobu on a date. Kim and Car- Kanye seen set for the second time this week. If we start seeing that shit, that means that she just that's she's a great she's a great publicist for herself. She markets herself so fabulously, man. Seriously, seriously. I just feel like Kim. I remember, I don't know anything about Kim. You know more about Kim, but she calls her own paparazzi. That tells me there's a level of narcissism. There's a level of need to be popping in the media. There. That's how you make money. Normal. That's how they I make f- money. I understand that, but you don't think that she wasn't making money off this whole controversy with with Kanye? No, Kanye, she was. She's baiting him in, into doing like dumb shit because Kanye's just like emotional. She was. Kanye just was like, you know what? They both were. I'm not gonna give her what she wants. I'm a chill. They both were. I'm not saying they both aren't. I'm just saying Kanye was just like, you know what? This is too emotionally stressing for me. I'm not going to... We're both playing the game. We're both doing... We're getting attention, money, whatever. Kanye's making money off songs from doing this. Kanye was just like, all right, it's too taxing for my mental health. I'm out. Then Kim is like, well, what do I need Pete for? Because I'm using Pete to get all this boosting clout this year. You know, any little bump in their relationship, she was just like, I'm good now. That's the argument I'm making. Might be wrong. I really don't think... I, I can go there with you to say that the Pete piece of it was maybe for some publicity and a certain type of coverage, but I'm not going to go as far as to say that that decision had anything to do with, oh, I'm going to date the young up and coming comedian because it's going to upset Kanye West and it's going to make him come out with music about me and he's going to make music videos about, I don't, I don't think it started like that. I don't think it started with her like scheming it. I think it was just like, she was like, ah, young dude, young up and coming dude, her rumors or whatever, whatever. Cool. I'm going to hit him up. They start talking. But then when Kanye starts tripping, then she was like, I'm thinking, she's thinking, oh, I can kind of use this to get a lot of clout. If you get what I'm saying? I don't think it started like her thinking that. But I think it later on kind of turned into that. And then the relationship probably ended naturally. But it, you can't say there wasn't a component where she wasn't getting clout off it anymore. There wasn't a, a factor in it at, at a factor in it on some level. I'm not getting clout off this anymore. Oh, Kanye doesn't give a fuck. Because they both were trolling. You can't argue that you can't say they both weren't trolling. Kanye was trolling by dating Kim lookalikes, and she was trolling as well. And the whole thing with the tattoos. Like, Kanye, like, I'm surprised Kanye did not... He played a different move. I'm surprised Kanye didn't freak out about the whole tattoo situation with Pete. He freaked out throughout the entire thing. He freaked out throughout the entire thing, but he that was the point where he started to cool off when the tattoo situation come out. I was expecting to go get to get crazy Man. after that. And then it's just kind of you start hearing little rumors that Kanye's like getting therapy or whatever. I don't know what was going on. Such a stupid disappeared. Such a stupid thing that we have to talk about. Fucking Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian breaking up. But I I am glad that they broke up. I, I mean, I, I don't like Pete Davidson. You know this. I'm a hater. <laughs> I don't like Pete Davidson. I, I'm like, I don't know, man. He's like, he's funny. I don't know. Like, I don't think. What? I think he's funny just like, just you. he looks goofy. Like, you just look at him. He's like one of those dudes where like, you look at him and you know he's going to say some funny shit. Like, I don't think, I don't think he's like a, like a traditional comedian. The man has funny. no talent. I've seen that movie. 
I've seen a couple of his movies. He just kind of seems like this is how this is how I've seen people describe him. Like you know what a Pookie Talentless. and Ray Ray is? What? Do you know what a Pookie and Ray Ray is? Yeah. Yeah, you told me this already. Say it again. So like so like the way I see Pete Davidson is like he's like a white Pookie and Ray Ray. Like you get what I'm you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm you get what I'm saying. He's a white bad boy. Yeah, it, that's basically what I'm trying to say. So he's like I don't know, man. I just think he's kind of funny, but I don't, I don't like a traditional comedian sense. But like, have I've you seen, seen a his stand up? Like little movies, not in his stand up, but I've seen like that movie. What is that movie? Uh, King of Staten Island. I thought that movie was funny. And he's like, talented, bro. To be, he's talented. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a loose biopic. Fuck out of here, Pete Davidson. My suck my dick, Pete Davidson. Seriously. I have a lot of hate and a lot of malice for that guy. I don't know why. I think it's just because he's talentless. But hey, I, I gotta give like it up to him. He actually pulled Kim Kardashian. He's a chill dude. I, I, when I see people, I feel like I can get a read. I might be wrong. You think but when he I see him, Kim? I feel like if I met him in real life, he'd be a chill dude. You think he like pulled I, I Kim? Bump, or do you think he lucked I, in? I think he lucked in because probably the rumors and Kim was just like he probably was at some type of event that she was at. And he's like, oh, Pete, there goes Pete. And she's like, oh, I heard about Pete. And she went to talk to him and they hit it off. I'm sure that's probably all that, all that happened. Probably some Hollywood party or some kind of little some kind of little shindig. Heard about Pete. She's, you know, she she just broke up with Kanye not too long ago. She's like, oh, all right. I'm going to hit him up. And that was it. Man, fuck Pete Davidson. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like certain people, you can just tell they're chill. When I look at Pete, I feel I like he's a chill fuck. dude. I don't give a fuck. Like Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Like I told you the story how I accidentally bumped into him. I didn't fuck have a long conversation too. or nothing with him. Fuck him too. That's I just crazy. bumped into him and he was cool. Like he was cool about it. Like nah, fuck him too. I went to this like bar. It was like my, my homie had said some kind of like SoundCloud rapper or something was having a party. This is a couple years ago. And they knew Lakeith was going to be there. So they were looking for him the whole time. And we were about to leave. And I was like, I'm, I don't get starstruck. I went just to go and drink and whatever. And I'm turning around to leave, and I bumped into him, and he was cool. I was like, my bad. I apologize. He was chill about it, and that was it. Like, I, you can tell. Like, I always knew he was chill. Like, you can tell certain people is chill. I just feel like he's a cool dude. Like, I don't know him. I just get that same kind of feeling. I'm not, I'm not going to hate on him or anything. Like, same with Kanye. Like, I feel like Kanye's the same way until he's having a bad day, and then you're going to hate him. He's going to say some crazy shit to you because he's having an episode. But I feel like when he's, when he's normal... Kanye's the same kind of chill, but I feel like he has more of an edge to him because you don't know when he's gonna flip. Like, remember, have you seen Dave? We we've seen Dave, like that the guy, the bipolar dude on Dave. I feel like Kanye is just like that. Like he's really cool until he's not. Yeah. Then he's just like, I gotta get out of here because the dude is tripping. He's doing too much. Gotta give it up to him though. He did pull Kim Kardashian, so can't hate him for that. Uh, cause that's, that's a move. That, that's something that you're going to be able to tell your kids. You know, I dated her. Yeah. You know, I dated her, right? That's like dating Marilyn Monroe. They basically the yeah, same. That's, they're the same that's level a big, of thought. That's a big, bro. People would be, people would be on your ass for saying that low key, bro. In which way? Which way am I wrong? In a bad way. Cause I think that's kind of cap. What's cap? I don't, I don't think Kim is the modern day Marilyn Monroe. I think that's cap. You're right. She's bigger than Marilyn Monroe. Was and is. I get you. Like I, she's bigger, but I don't think she just. I don't think she has the same kind of sex symbol 
like the equivalency in our modern Excuse day. Excuse me? I'm sorry, what made Maybe Kim Kardashian famous? Am I missing something? Because I remember I it see, being I, something, wasn't it like something bro, sexual? Come on. Like, I get you. I get you. Like, like, when you frame it like that, I can't deny it. When you frame it like that, I can't deny it. But I'm still just kind of like, it doesn't count because the surgeries. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm still on that kind of time. On that kind of time. I'm sorry. When people talk about Kim Kardashian, I think it's their eyes that they talk about first, right? Or is it something else? I don't know why enhanced. my memory is following me. Is it that was added, that was added and enhanced? So it. So, but do they? What do they talk about first when they mention Kim Kardashian? Well, come on, stop trolling. Like I know what you're saying. Like I get what you're saying. So then, I what am I? You. So then I'm right. You're saying I'm right. All right, man. All right, you're right. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that you're not right, but I just, at part of me just doesn't doesn't want to believe it because it's like, I feel like. I can't I can't refute it because I can't think of anybody who would be bigger in this current era. So maybe you're right. But I just I don't feel like it's the same. Kim Kardashian is I, the biggest is probably the most famous celebrity on the planet. Currently. That's no doubt, yeah. So I mean, I don't think Marilyn Monroe was ever in America, sure. But I don't think that Kim Kardashian, I mean uh Marilyn Monroe was ever she doesn't come close. To Kim Kardashian's level, even just in terms of wealth and business and entrepreneurship, doesn't come close. Kim Kardashian will be a staple in culture for the next. Marilyn Monroe got it. She was a staple in culture for you know, she's still kind of a, she's fallen off, but you know, you can still kind of make some money off Marilyn Monroe. So you know, it's, it's been some years, sixty years or whatever, but Kim Kardashian for the next hundred years, people will be able to make money off of her, bro. She's huge. Kim Kardashian is huge. Yeah. Look at me caping from Kim Kardashian. Let me get. Let's get the fuck same, away from this same topic. With Kanye though, but yeah, let's get off the topic. <laughs> Kanye's gonna be, I'm telling you, I say this all the time, bro. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like eight on my deathbed, and I believe because the tech that's coming out, in longevity tech, I believe we'll be here to like two fifty, three hundred. People think that's crazy. People in the pod are probably gonna be clowning me, but what I'm saying, is, well, last thing I want to say is like I'm gonna be like three hundred on my deathbed talking about Walt Disney, Google. I am Warhol. I am the number one most impactful. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to be doing all the Kanye because Kanye is so iconic in his own way. People are going to be referencing Kanye. Kanye's, we're going to be in 2100 and people are going to be still doing shit and they're going to be like, that actually goes back to the early, the first half of the 21st century with Kanye West. I he's I'm telling you. Yeah, he's a staple. I'm telling you. He's like, like definitely for sure. When he was naming, when he was talking about I am Warhol, I am Walt Disney, Google, he's on that list. He's earned it now at this point. We can't deny that. I'm gonna gonna, on, there's going to be a new person I'm gonna be talking on about Warhol bed. and Disney and Kanye. I'm going to be like, I'm scared. I'm scared to go. They're going to be like, it's okay, Grandpa. You're going to a better place. I'm like, you ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. That's going to be my last words. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then the heart monitors go beep. <laughs> and he have a smile on his face like You ain't got the you ain't did the education. Quotable is so so quotable. Uh where you want to hit next? Uh what do you what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I want to do your tiger shit because I don't know anything about it. So basically. There's this whole situation going on with Power 106 
and there's a lot of people protesting outside. They've been protesting the last couple of days outside of Power One Six. Tyga made a new music video. If I remember correctly, I think it's what is that music video called? But Tyga put out a new music video where people are calling and saying that he's appropriating Mexican culture. So in the video, he was wearing like a sombrero. He was wearing like a zoot suit. He had like a really large mustache. He was like in like a low rider. And there's a, a YouTuber called American Cholo. And he and he was with uh, Tyga went on Power 106 to address the allegations that it was racist. The video, the, the entire video was racist and it was culturally appropriating you know, Mexican culture. And, you know, people went into American Cholo's background and he's saying he has he has said a lot of inflammatory anti-black statements. Um, I told you about the the guy, Tariq Nasheed. He's like he's a, he's a black historian. He makes a lot of black documentaries, black historical documentaries on our history. And, you know, he's dealt with him before in the past. And he kind of exposed this American Cholo dude and was playing clips of him talking about calling people niggers with the hard ER. And he was talking, calling people ghetto coons and niggers and all this stuff. So I just, you know, what I wanted to get into is like, what are your thoughts on other groups, specifically people who are Latino, saying the N-word? You know, you see that commonly. I'm, we're both from L.A. I've, I grew up seeing it. I tried to, I should have said something about it, but a lot of times I would just kind of just ignore it. What's you know, the but, equivalent? You know, as I've gotten older, there's no equivalent. It's just people who come from cultures that are often anti-black, saying thinking they it's okay to say the N-word in, wait, in their wait, own country. Wait, like, I might admit I must have missed something. What's the relevance? Well, the rele- the relevance is it's just talking about a larger conversation of anti-blackness in other non-black communities, even even anti-black Americanness and other, you know, like black immigrant groups. I guess the larger conversation is a lot of black Americans are getting tired of just open anti-blackness and we just, we're just taking it. That's kind of a larger conversation. Well, yeah, we can have that conversation. And people are starting, people are starting to get pissed off about it. People are protesting outside of power one-on-one because that American Cholo dude was there. He made Tyga apologize. Tyga just kind of punked out. And no, 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 no. He didn't punk out. He needs to apologize. I'm looking at the images of this. Well, this what is, is racist. What does he need to? I just mean, because black, just because, just because it's done against us, doesn't mean that we should be able to do it against others. This is racist. This is no different well, than someone coming the out. The low rider in a zoot suit is black American culture. So the only thing I'm I can see that's racist in the video of where he's wearing the big sombrero hat with the big mustache. That's racist. And then the, the he's dressed up like in a fat suit, eating all these the chips and dip. That's racist. That's no different than having a, a fat black person eating fried chicken, a bucket of fried chicken. That's no different than having uh, some dude who's not black wearing gold teeth, big chains, you know, and a backwards hat. That's no different. That's no different. This is racist. So he needs to apologize. That's the first thing. Okay. I see. I, and I and I see what you're saying. But my only thing is, you know, people are highlighting the guy who made him apologize. And he's he's no different. So what's up with him? That's the second conversation. That's another conversation. So that means he's a hypocrite. So nobody should yeah. be taking him seriously, him as a person. But what he's saying about this specific subject has validity to it. And he's correct in that certain in that specific argument. I don't know anything about this guy. Um, so this man, so that's why you're having the conversation about other groups being yeah, able to say large, the other N-word. Groups being, other groups saying the N-word. This guy is mad about all this. But he thinks it's okay to say the N-word. 
He's anti-reparations. He's running around talking about, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. If anything, us Mexicans should get reparations first. And if, and if you and if blacks get reparations, it's gonna be a problem. We're gonna rock, we're gonna do something about it. You're gonna do something about it, but in your own country that you're from, they had slavery was abolished in the early 1800s. Y'all had slavery, y'all were enslaving black folks. Yeah, so, so that's a that, that's a conversation that. about the man's personhood. I, that has nothing to for me, to me, that has nothing to do with this 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 Tyga music video to me that has to do that's a separate conversation so because of what you've brought to my doorstep here and i haven't done any of my own research but knowing that or hearing that that means that that person is is ignorant has i don't take his personhood as as valid <laughs> but what he's saying about this music video sure he's just a hypocrite and he's you know He's running around, you know, comments on Trick Nasheed because the man is a, a very successful man. They always come for him. The guy who, who like, exposed this whole thing. They come for him all the time because they always talk about, well, your wife is white. He doesn't have a white wife. His wife is biracial, and she looks more black. You couldn't even tell that she's biracial. I have people in my family who are not biracial who look more white than her. You know what I mean? People come for talk about this same guy called him a ghetto coon with a white wife who lives in a white neighborhood. I think he lives in Chatsworth, which is a pretty white neighborhood. He's, and he's a, he's a successful man. But who are you to call someone a ghetto coon and you're not even a coon? I mean, really, a coon is another term that only black people should say. Anybody else running around trying to call a black Wait, person Wait, do you have any clips of this? And you have anti-black I need to hear some of this audio. Yeah, I can. Let's hear. Let's play the audio right now. Yeah, give me like 30 seconds of it, dude... 40 seconds of it. I got home and I made a video and it's specifically there. It says Tariq the ghetto coon Nasheed. The reason people say coon, I've always thought coon was an Uncle Tom. Yeah. All right. So it that's is. off the bat. Some people say, no, you're Uncle Tom. So one, it's I'm calling him, your race I'm calling, for another race. I'm calling him Uncle Tom. That was it? So that's all I wanted to play. That was it, right? But he called him a ghetto coon. But the problem, the problem with it is he's it's not only just this video, but he said he says a lot of anti-black things. And he said many anti-black things on this channel. I've already told you about the ghetto coon. Talking about he thinks it's okay to say nigga. He's anti-reparations. He talks all this crazy stuff about black black people and black communities. And all we're pointing out is there is nothing in our community that y'all don't do in your homeland worse. In Mexico, you have Mexican cartels chopping up bodies and, and, and acidifying bodies. Name one dude in Chicago that y'all always like to talk about who's doing anything comparable. That's that's the problem a lot of people are having with this whole thing is this guy's talking crazy, but it's like all these other groups talk say that we're we're just we're so bad and we're so ghetto. But y'all had y'all came here willingly and you look at your own country, y'all aren't doing any better, anything, anything better than we're doing, especially when you look at your criminal element. They're doing it on a higher level than we could even imagine to be doing in our own because we're so over policed. So that's pretty much the only, that's where I wanted to get to an argument is that a lot of people come here and talk down on us, talk crazy to us, and we're not doing anything outside of on a higher level than other groups are doing, criminal criminal wise. So I just want to know what you think about that. I don't want to have a versus. I don't want to have a racial versus. And I don't see. I just don't understand why that's a why that's the conversation. Related to Tyga. 
in a music video. Well, it started with Tyga. It started because this random guy they brought on Power 106 who's very anti-black. So people started looking into his background, start seeing that he's very anti-black. So he then the conversation just ends with, okay, he made a valid point about this specific conversation about Tyga and everything else that he says that doesn't need to, he doesn't need to have a platform. There's nothing, we don't need to pay attention to any of it. So just shit on the guy and then period. We don't need to have a conversation, not me and you specifically, but the community doesn't need to have a conversation about somebody who doesn't, first of all, no one's even heard of this guy. Okay. He just got on a platform that happens to have a, a few hundred thousand followers and a few hundred thousand listeners. So he got a he got a voice all of a sudden. He had some viral shit to say, but other than that, like we don't know this man from Adam. He doesn't matter. I don't need to have a conversation about him. He doesn't mean anything to me. His statements aren't it don't mean anything to me. I see what you're saying. I mean, I guess it's that one guy, but I, a lot of people are taking it as it's just a larger signal of an anti-blackness within the culture. So it's not within our culture. Not within our culture, within other cultures. Who cares about other cultures? I don't. Why does anybody else? I don't know why we like to put ourselves, like, to me, like, I don't have the mental capacity to think well, about other it? people who are anti-black or whatever the case may be. I don't know who this man is. He says one statement that's valid. All I got to say is, okay, that's a valid statement, period. So people don't like the, the, the messenger of the statement. That's really what it is. So people want to shit on the messenger of the statement and you can do that all you want, but that doesn't mean that the message isn't correct. We don't need to have a conversation about the messenger. Let's just shit on the messenger. Cause he's, we all would just, we'll show you the receipts of who the, who the message is coming from. The reason why the person, the messenger doesn't mean anything. Shouldn't, you know, we don't need to have any conversation about him because he doesn't matter. And he has all this report, a rapport about anti-black things. And then let's just leave it at that. That's not even, we shouldn't be using his name. So it's searchable on social media. It shouldn't be any of that. People just like to have conversation about like drama and shit. But no, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I definitely like, I agree that the hat and the mustache was uncalled for, but the dude was trying to make it seem like everything else in the video was his culture. So people are also pointing out the culture vulture element of it. Cause the whole thing with the zoot suits and the lowriders, we've been doing that. I, it's really, it's I when we when you really break it down and think about it, it's a little asinine. It's just like it kind of reminds me of that whole situation we were talking about earlier with Kodak and Bobby Schmurda in the sense that someone will say something and we're taking it. People are taking it really deep. People are using it as an opportunity to, to really go in. You get what I'm saying? On something that's you really shouldn't need to go completely in for. People are using it as an opportunity to really go in, especially on the messenger, and use it as a signifier of a larger a larger point of anti-blackness. But I guess you could say, what's the point of even caring about it? What's the point of even giving it the light of day? What's the point of even tripping on this a guy who has like 60,000 subscribers? That's a small channel on YouTube. I just think it's a non-story, personally. For our community specifically, this is a non-story. Let Tyga apologize. That's a Tyga conversation. And then we move on. There's no need to have any type of larger conversation about, oh, well, let's dig into this man's history. And actually, he's a hypocrite because then just leave it at that. Period. People are just saying he's testing the waters because, you know, if you allow him to speak now, he's just going to keep talking crazy so? and get bolder and bolder. So? It's going to happen at some point. 
who cares? They're letting him get on a big platform, like like a big radio station in one of the largest cities in the world. Who cares? What's gonna what what's gonna happen because he has a lot a, a larger platform because he gained ten thousand followers? He's gonna embolden more people. I mean, look at the Trump look at the Trump era and how emboldened a lot of conservatives are now. You get what I'm trying to say? The man who ran for president. I'm just saying, just like you let people who say inflammatory things keep running their mouths, people are gonna get emboldened and start talking crazy just in regular everyday life. And. They're not going to have anything valid to say. What are they going to say? This conversation to me just doesn't make any sense. Maybe I'm, maybe am I the ignorant one? Am I belittling the conversation? I think it's a, it's a combination of me not explaining it probably the best. And maybe you just not caring about it. Cause I mean, with me, I'm, I'm, I've gotten to the point in my life as I've gotten older and I'm always thinking in terms of, I don't think like you should think, you should think like, yeah, there, you might be an individual who's cool. You might be an individual. Most individuals are probably on the right mindset. But I think most people think in terms of tribe and group, whether they want to admit it or not. So when you see a perceived threat to your thrive or someone's talking crazy about your thrive, you got to get some You got to get some straightening. You got to get it correct. You're not going to just let somebody disrespect you on a group tribal level. I've gotten to that point where I think more on a, on a group level than I think about on an individual level. As an individual, the dude is a clown. But what kind of culture allows him to think that he that's okay? Especially if you look deeper into his background. And the anti-blackness that is. And he's not even Mexican, by the way. He's, he claims he's a American cholo, but he's like Honduran. So he's, he's appropriating somebody else's culture. So the dude is a clown. We're not denying that the guy is a clown. But you just got to think about just the anti-blackness that allowed made him think that that was okay. And if you see if you see a perceived a perceived slight, you gotta check his ass, and you gotta check anybody who thinks that's okay in his background or his community on YouTube. Yeah, well, people are gonna think we'll it's okay just check him and then we'll leave it alone because that that's the reason why this conversation didn't even last beyond a day. I didn't even hear anything about this conversation because this shit doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to the overall existence of humanity. It doesn't mean anything. No, it means it literally means nothing. I, I'm just. I brought it up as just I, it was something interesting going on in L.A. And people are like are still outside of Power 106 protesting about them publicly apologizing for bringing that clown on. I've been seeing that over the last couple of days last week, especially. I thought you said he was on No Jumper. Well, he went on No Jumper to address what he said on Power 106. And then he continued oh. to deny and downplay on, on No Jumper. And to address other inflammatory comments, because the guy told you blew the whistle on just like, because he said he's known about this crazy dude for years, and he's had little little dealings with him. The ghetto coon comment was like a previous encounter he had with that guy. So that same guy, when he got a little clout on Power 106, he just gassed out all his dirty laundry. Of course he was going to do that. We're not going to have you sit here talking crazy about Black Americans and people in the in the country that you're appropriating do way worse than we could even imagine. You, you do not see black Americans sex trafficking people all over the world. But the same people who sex traffic will run around turning their noses at us like they're better because Chicago. You see what I'm, what I'm talking about, propaganda, that goes back to that larger conversation with Bobby Shmurda. You get what I'm saying? There's all this yeah. propaganda about black men being so bad. And everybody, all these other groups have criminals who do way worse than our criminals. Criminals are in every group. But don't run around and try to act like black American criminals are the worst in the world. Do you get what I'm saying? 
I know I turned this into a very political conversation. I don't really want to touch on politics. Yeah, we can get off it. But it is good to just highlight, like, the fact that Breonna Taylor's murderers were charged. And now it's time for them to face the executioner. It's good them, and it's time for them to face the executioner. But why did it take so long? And why is this a why is this a so close to midterms? It makes you wonder. I hear what you're saying. So when they get to midterms, but I don't they think say, that black people hey, blacks, are that naive. Hey, you blacks, we did we, we did something for you. No tangibles. You're just now giving someone the sentence they always deserved, and you're gonna act like you're doing something for black people. Well, they haven't been sentenced. It's but a clown what, show. what black person is going to maybe one out of however many hundred would actually do that? But what black person is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm voting Democrat because the attorney general brought Breonna Taylor's murderers to trial? I feel like we have a lot of ignorant people. Like, I know people just in my own daily Off life of that? Man, who just are like, well, we, we didn't always have it, so we need to vote. You don't, don't want anything for their vote. We're just going to vote for uh, just have your pick out of an anti-black but to racist your point, try to though, identify who is the least anti-black racist. But to your point about the Breonna Taylor murderers being brought to trial and then someone saying that's a reason why I'm going to vote Democrat? Who? I get what you're saying. They're going to use it as a talking point, though. You're, you will not, you can't deny that the Democrats are going to try it. But it's not going to be effective enough. I'm telling you this right now. The Republicans you think are going that Democrat... Who Democrat? Who Democrats? What do you mean? Who? You said the Democrats. Who? Where? Probably somebody in the professional black caucus, per congressional black caucus. Uh, it's probably, and then, you know, congressional black caucus, they do they do things for everybody but black people. We don't talk for about them. Man. We don't care about them. Who else? Um, Maybe Maxine Waters, but that's it. Maybe Maxine Waters. I'm sure Joe Biden might try it if he's really, if we he's don't care really about Joe uh, Biden. off his meds. We don't care about Joe Biden. I think that, that, that to me, I disagree with that statement. No one's going to be like, uh, I hear what you're saying. It's sus- it's suspect because if it happens, I will send it to you. I promise you. I will. You'd be the first person I'll send it to. If they I'm saying it, no, they, they, they could try it. Yeah, they could try it. But I don't think anyone's going to vote because of them saying, oh, yeah, oh, like, no, no, that's something good that. that we did. Because it's really it's really asinine and bullshit. Like black, a lot of black folks I, more than I've ever seen in life are starting to wake up and realize we actually had a position now where we can get fight for some tangibles because conservatives are on a war path right now they refuse to get they keep doing benign neglect refuse to give us any tangibles so just don't vote i'm i'm letting i'm just let them know if you want me to vote for you i need i need tangibles i need transactions right i need transactions if you refuse to do that then we're just going to have republican rule donate have republican rule until you get it together because it's gonna you know it's the same thing with just, you know, Democrats being pro-immigration and people who come over here traditionally are more conservative, so they vote Republican. So it's backfiring. So guess who they need to somehow secure them a victory in the White House? It's black people. We don't, if we don't do anything, you see, but you see the bargaining tool, they need us more than, you know, they need us, really. So if we don't, if we decide to stick it to them, what can they do? I don't want to get too deep into it, but yeah, that's my thoughts on it when as it relates to Breonna Taylor. I'm happy she's getting justice. I'm happy things are moving. But all of this just seems like too convenient because they should have already been charged. 
Why is it whenever a black yeah. person gets murdered in cold blood, we have to fight for 10 years for somebody to get anything to get a, a, yeah, a it did take a it, it took much, much longer than need be. And I and guess we should also just go ahead and send out a uh uh thoughts and prayers. I don't even see I don't even say those types of little buzzwords phrases because it's just like that doesn't even mean anything that's using the word tangible. That's not tangible. It's talking about Brittany Griner being sentenced. There's no tangibles. If they ever get years. her back, they're gonna try to use that as a talking point. Where are the tangibles? Where are all, all this money and all, all these resources, all these set asides that all these other groups are getting that we don't get? No, I'm talking about my and, statement. And we are the most aggrieved. But no, yeah. I, I, no, I hear what you're saying. Let's move on to this TD Jake shit, and then we'll probably close after the TD Jake shit because I don't have much else to say. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Lady Gaga. Throw it because I know the TD. And we can do later, but TD Jake's one is funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I have some audio. I think I have some audio. TD Jake's, who is just a you know he's a pretty famous, probably the most famous. Grew up Pastor. on TV, man. I grew up on my mom or Bishop. Watch TV on Sundays all the time. But we didn't go to church. If we didn't go to church, she'd be like, "We got to put on some TV." <laughs> yeah, you. yeah, he's super famous. Um, but he had a few. This was a few weeks back. A few weeks back. Old news. New old news, but still in the in the zeitgeist of conversation. And um, I think I have the audio right here. Let's listen to it sociological order that the culture we're living in now because we are raising up women to be men yes 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 and preacher you are not applauded for your femininity you are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. We're losing our families. That's that's one of the words. I know that's one you of the can things buy I... your own car. I know you can buy your own house. But until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming home bragging to me about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. Interesting, interesting little, little excerpt. This is so stupid. <laughs> that is such a stupid it's, statement. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting in the sense that it's interesting in the sense that it's like kind of weird because uh, is he talking from like a personal perspective? Because T.J. Jakes is a very wealthy man, so he's just talking about what he sees in terms of like. You know, we have everybody has conversations nowadays about like the the battle of the it's like it's like the battle of the sexes. Is that what they call it? Battle of the sexes? Where, gender war? Yeah, like a gender war thing. Well, I don't know if it's gender war cuz everybody I when I think of gender wars, I think about like identity, gender identity. Maybe that's a different thing. I don't know. But that's what I that's what, I think that's what he's talking about. It's just the whole man versus woman like, you know, the alpha male conversation versus the you know, the boss bitch conversation and that type of shit. I think he's just getting at that. Cause that's just that's what we're talking about right now. That's those for like the last year, maybe two years. So when that, since whenever Kevin Sane was started popping off, people have just been really that's that's been the leading conversation. 
and a lot of these uh, uh like YouTube channels and shit like that. I just think that that statement was dumb. There's some truth in it, but the the key points where you really key in on his his main points about specifically about cre- women creating a need for men. Why 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 am I only of use? And I'm not like offended by what he's saying or anything. I'm not taking any personal offense. You know, like uh, certain certain people will take personal offense if you say that they, if you hear a statement like that, they'll take personal. Like I'm sure there's a lot of women that took personal offense to that statement. Yeah, apparently that's that's how I heard about it. Is that like people women are outraged about what T. Jakes was saying? I don't take any personal offense to it, and I'm not outraged. But it it's it is like he has, he basically insulted both genders in the same statement because on one hand he's saying that the woman needs to take a back seat in her own autonomy and how she dictates her life by allowing some nigga to come into her life to give her financial security. No, you don't. And then he also insulted men because. He literally said out of his mouth that unless a woman creates a need, quote unquote, creates a need for the man to financially secure you and protect you, then I have no purpose. What? I can't come to you with any type of other security. I can't come to you with emotional it really security. Like it really feels like some early 1900s. Like it was the that I'm was one man, of the dumbest you can't statements. Work a job. All you got to do is. Is make me a sandwich and like be at the house, and I'm gonna go to work for eight hours a day and come home and do nothing with the children, and you gonna you gonna make sure there's a meal at my table. I agree with that. That's but I'm also dumb. What's yeah? What's your only thing? The only thing that I can, I think most of it is stupid, but the only thing I do kind of see what he's saying is that the whole thing with just like the whole like I don't need a man, I'm flexing on a man, like. I kind of think we do need to break the the typical gender norms, but I definitely think that is kind of messed up because i feel like in a lot of sense men are kind of are still held to that are you a provider kind of thing like we've talked about videos in the past where you have a lot of women who make their own money and they're very successful yet they still want the man to pay their bills so they have more money to do what they want to do so it's like i don't live by by gender norms but you do i'm not going to date a man unless he lives 100 to what a man is and i get to do what i want to do in a in a sense i feel like we both if, if you get to do what you want to do, I get to do what I want to do. I should not be held to a traditional man standard if you don't get held to a traditional woman standard. We both should be able to live in a modern world where we both do what we want to do and live by whatever standard we want to live by. See, I hear that That's point. That's the only thing I see. I hear that point. But then at the same time, just don't choose those women. That's true. That's but, a small. If, that's a if small. The, what if the majority are like that though? That's not. It's what not the majority. You have to go out. You have to go out of your way to find someone who doesn't think like it's that. It's not the majority. It's not the majority. That's what the. That maybe that's what the majority want. Just like how the majority of men want a woman with fat ass, slim waist, got the mad sloppy toppy. You know what I mean? That good punani doesn't really say much. Doesn't cause arguments. You know what I'm saying? Sure, but right. that doesn't exist. So the the women that have those standards are going to have a hard time finding the man that they want. So what's going to happen? You're either going to compromise and slice off, take off some of those little check boxes you got on your on your sheet 
of a, what's considered a good man or are you just going to be alone? So yeah. for us, the, the, the main problem I have with it, and even you said it was like providing, like quote unquote providing. And you were speaking specifically about financially providing. But why do we, we always think of men as, when we think of men being providers, it's only in monetary conversations. Why can't it be providing any time, anything else? Like emotional security is a huge factor of just a person's being, is emotional security, emotional peace, or just being, you know, just a, a, a blanket of peace, you know? Why can't it be that? Or, or intellectual security, someone you can go to for advice, things of that nature. You know, maybe they do give you certain monetary fiscal advice. But maybe at the same time, they're also giving you advice about career. You know, they're elevating you. Why can't it be any of that? Why can't it be uh, they're helping you, like they're supporting your goals? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even worried. Like, I don't even really worry about that whole man versus woman. Everybody always talks about the finance shit because that's just the easy narrative to, to, that's just the easy one to talk about. Oh, I want someone who makes 100K. The finance is important because y'all got to eat. But it's not. No, because most. Live well. But listen, because right. most and you know this, most couples and most married households have joint wealth. They have joint accounts. They use a dual income. It's not just one person pays for everything. And then the other person pays for the little Netflix account. And, you know, they might pick up some food every now and then. No. They, it's a joint account. They pay, they split. Most people split. Most couples and most married couples split it. Right. That also leads back to an interesting conversation. Do you believe in a joint account? Yeah, why not? But you should you should have a joint account. You need to pay bills. I see what you're saying. I'm just thinking from the perspective, just like I I would I could see myself having a joint account where we just we all we put the money in for the month and then it just automatically withdraws. But like some people have all their finances with their significant other in a joint account. Well, no, that's everything they ever make, all their savings. That's stupid. I don't believe in that. I need my own shit. I have my I'm have my own brokerage account. I have my own regular bank accounts. I have my own accounts for rental property. And then when it's time to pay shit or when it's time to do whatever or have emergency money that we both can access, yeah, we have a joint account. But I don't know if I how I feel about having a joint account where we just all put all our money in. No, no, nobody should put all of their money. No, that's stupid. That's stupid. Because otherwise, like, how are you going to buy the shit that you want to buy? You're just going to dip into the joint account and then have a problem. Oh, well, I bought this. Oh, well, I bought this. Oh, well, now we're (laughs) fucking, we don't have enough money to pay for rent. (laughs) Like, no, that's stupid. That's just basics. You should, an individual should have multiple accounts. Like, that's just dumb if you have one account. That's just stupid. That's, that's dumb. (laughs) But, you know, TD Jakes, man. Sounds like a fucking old fart. <laughs> what an old. Sh- that's such an old people thing to say. Well, it's, the, it's 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 Bible talk though. Like if you really think about it, it's not fucking Bible talk. I mean, the Bible says Bible nothing. No, the Bible says nothing. Man, I, I haven't read the Bible like book to cover to cover, but the Bible says nothing about a man's sole duty being to provide financially. I can fit multiple. Like why, I, man? That is so insulting. That is so insulting. That is so dumb to me. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying it just kind of seems like a 
like a conservative, like older black man who reads the Bible kind of perspective. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, he sounds old. He sounds dated. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it sounds like a conservative Southern black man, Bible, Bible reading black man perspective. Have you heard anyone that agreed with him? Because I know that there's people out there that agreed with him. Have you seen any comments or anything? I've seen some comments of people when I watched the video it had a comment. Some people were just like their perspective, and these are more the red pill kind of guys. Their perspective was that insecure niggas. They believe they believe that it's just a masculinity kind of thing. It's just that this talking down on men, specifically black men, people are just getting tired of y'all. Like it, it kind of led into this whole thing I saw a few weeks ago where it was like, I think it was in Atlanta. There's a singles mixer for like black people and no men, no, not a one man showed up in the beginning. It was just all women. I, I remember. I know what you're talking true. about. I was just about to get to that. And then there was follow up videos where they said a couple guys showed up. But they had been there for a little bit. I mean, if it was that popping. So people were trying to spin that into a whole kind of conversation that was just like the modern men are getting tired. Big towel. Men's are going their own way. MGTOW? MGTOW always MGTOW always seemed like bullshit to me. MGTOW kind of they don't you don't really hear about MGTOW like that anymore. What it's, is that? It's, it's that red pill movement. It's what they used to call it. That Meg pull it's the same thing. It's what they used to call it. Men go their own way. Well, men are just like, well, men, women are too masculine. They don't need a man. So we're just going, we're just gonna, we're just gonna leave the dating scene until they get their act right. That's what the whole MGTOW thing is. So they just going they what are they just gay now? See, that's that's what I wondered. That's what I've seen other people who quit who criticize it. So y'all just kicking it on Reddit until and talking shit and being misogynistic on Reddit until you get your way. I don't know. So what was the point you were making? Well, the point I was making is do you think this is just like it's actually taking shape? That it's not just TD, just that whole little thing. Just even though the guy showed up later, it wasn't a lot. When I saw the video, it wasn't a lot who showed up. Is it a lot? Is this MGTOW red pill thing getting big? Like, is there a lot of men who agree with TD and it's actually having an impact? Because TD saying it, people have been saying this for years. Now you're having bigger TV figures say the same thing. You do gotta wonder is it having, is this having an impact? Is this a larger part of the culture? A larger discussion to be had here that a lot of people are participating in this kind of mentality is what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't care if the discussion about red pill or if that, that, if that type of, if people would just adopt that mindset, cause that just leaves more pussy to me. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. It makes me, all it you makes little insecure niggas. Hold on. All you, all you little insecure niggas that are all on this red pill shit of all this. Well, if she's not going to fuck on the first date, then I'm just not going to. And I'm not going to talk to any girl. I'm not asking until they ask me out. I'm not asking them. out. <laughs> I'll ask her out. Shit. I don't give a fuck. I'll go talk to her. If you don't want to go talk to her, I'll go talk to her. I'll talk to all of them because that's some insecure level shit, bro. The red pill community yeah. is dumb. That is so dumb. When I got my first... My first sniff of it, <laughs> my first taste of it, I was like, huh. You know, it was an interesting little, they were making some interesting points. And as you start to really, as you, as you start to really get into it, it's just a bunch of anxiety filled, shy, awkward ass niggas that have, that have no self-esteem, that need somebody else to tell you the reason why you're not getting girls is because of them. No, nigga, it's because of you. You need to step up your game. You don't have any game. 
when you go talk to a girl, you're like, oh, hi. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? You're a fucking 40-year-old virgin with it. Like, that's on y'all. Yeah. So I don't care. I hope it does come to fruition where the red pill community, because that's just more for me, bro. That's more for me. That's more for you. That's more for the homies. Understand me? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I hope it happens. You have something to say? I forgot. I was I was just saying, just I was trying to th- I think I was saying like fuck, I forgot. Man, I, I hope that it. shit happens. Seriously. Seriously. I hope that there's more individuals uh that uh go their own way. I hope there's some more men that go their own way. Shit. Leave that for me. I deserve it. Y'all don't deserve that shit. Y'all don't want to fucking put in the work. You can't talk to a girl? You can't wait, un- hold on. You can't go on a date. And not and, and not expect sex at the end. Seriously. Well, I think from what I've understood, these dudes they believe it's they don't have a problem with like just having casual smashings and sex and whatever. But they just kind of like they don't. We're not gonna date. We're not gonna commit to nothing. If it comes my way and I can hit, of course. Yeah, you see how like, delusional I'm that not, sounds. I'm not. I'm not getting any kind of emotional kind of tie up to get fucked over. You hear how it's delusional like a, that sounds? Yeah. How insecure that sounds? And the only reason why anyone does that, the whole non-committing thing, is because you are emotionally broken or emotionally scarred. That's it. You're insecure. I hope, I hope that these insecure-ass niggas stop talking to the women that I'm talking to. That's just more for me. Seriously. Seriously. That, may, that allows me to go and have some more good conversation with some of these women and to meet some more of these women. Seriously. I don't know. This kind of goes back to like a larger discussion of what we were talking about previously with like the whole like if you're a man of means and you have money, are you just every single little casual date you're gonna take her to Laurie's? Just a random, just a random girl you met on Tinder. Oh, come to Laurie's. I'll pick you up. In fact, I have my chauffeur come get you. Or are you gonna just take her to take her to? You understand that a lot of the, a lot of and I'm not saying all, but a, a lot. You might just be free food dude with money. Number one. And she going on a date with free food dude number two tomorrow. Are you gonna take that risk, or are you just? Gonna I don't go have on a any. Date and I don't have any about? money. <laughs> I don't have any wealth. I, I'm me too. I don't. I'm, I don't have. Any, I mean, I'm. I'm currently building wealth, but I don't have any real wealth that I can tangibly just be spend the residuals. Once I got I, residuals, make six figures, then I can talk. But I'm nowhere near that. So but those those, those I, women aren't in my ballpark. They're not in my. That, that's not in my arena. I'm not. I'm not batting ninety like that. <laughs> batting I'm sixty from like a probably ten year perspective where you built that kind of money. You built the businesses and the real estate and the engines to do that kind of numbers. What is the mindset? Didn't we have that conversation already on a pod? We did. I, I'm, I always ask what is the mindset as we do that all the time. So we don't need to talk about that. But I guess I wanted to get into back into that because I'm trying to think from perspective like TD Jakes. Like, why would he even say that? And he has, he's an older man with money. Not to say that he can't date because there's plenty of older men who date younger women. Like, he's probably in his 60s. He might date like... I'm sure he mentors men. I'm sure he mentors men. He still, he probably has some men (laughs) crying to him. (laughs) I took her out on a date and and she didn't call me. She didn't text me back within two hours. I just don't want it to do, TD. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of dudes just don't don't have adopt the don't care my, my mindset. Like when I got to college, I just stopped caring. Bro, there's so many like, women out here, dude. You date, you date. It didn't work out. 
y'all had sex one a couple of times. And then she's like, ah, uh, you know what? I got another dude. Cool. Bro, men are so you emotionally know? What's scarred. The, like, what's the... What's the point of like? It's like, all right, cool, bro. Like, I'm not the one. Cool. The real conversation is the fact yeah, if that. Fuck with me, all right, man. Cool. The real conversation <laughs> is the fact that men are so emotionally scarred. Yeah, seriously, it's okay to be a simp. I simp. It'll over. hurt a little bit. I'm not gonna sit here and act like it doesn't hurt a little bit. I simp. Over It'll hurt a little girl. bit, and then I'm like, and I'm like, all right, cool. Well, life goes on. There'll be another one. You know how you get and over that's, that? That's always what happens. You know how you get over that? You, you just go talk to another one. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like, it'll hurt a little bit. You live life, and then you get another one. You don't just sit there and, and fucking complain and, oh, I'm going to make a red pill YouTube channel, and we're going to talk about, and my name is going to be Alpha Kyle. And in Alpha Kyle show, we talk about, oh, that hoe didn't text you back within two hours. Move on to the next one. Bam. <laughs> and then I remember what I was going to say. My, one of my homies, he always laughs about this random guy. He's like a red pill dude. I don't know what his name is. He found him on Instagram. And he always, like, every, like, little 30-second video he makes or, like, five-minute video, he'll say this over and over again. Like, you don't want to be like the baby male cuck set man China. Man. Like, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys be just talking shit. And these guys probably some of the biggest simps in real life. It's like every dude is a simp now. Every dude is a simp. Unless you're a player. You don't want to be like the baby male cuck simp. And then all of a sudden, it leaks screenshots that come out of these dudes simping on Instagram. Unless you're a player. And a player is just a highly emotionally scarred individual. A player. The player is the one that got scarred from one. His first interaction with the woman. And so from that moment, he just. And then they probably mix with a little bit of psychopath. And they just turn off the emotions. And they just go in through trying to get stats. They just trying to. That's when you hear those terms like, uh, what do they be saying? Like putting notches on the belt and shit like that. Yeah. That's when that's that psycho shit. But most men are, are are simp's. I'm a simp. Every man has a simp face. Most people I, though. I, I most had, simp, people I had are a simp face through a lot of college. People are simp's. <laughs> if you really like somebody, if you really like somebody, and then they don't like you back, that's you're going to simp. Yeah. Even though simp only simp stands for she is my passion. <laughs> like our friends with benefits when you catch feelings like i was the one who caught feelings and then just like ah i gotta break it off because i you caught feelings simp began, i started simping simp began it happens i lead them gotta lead them sad voicemails you but know that what I mean? does not like, mean that you need to now completely alter your mind frame of how you approach women and well because the last one you know we went on three dates uh and then we ended up having sex on the third date and then she broke up with me after that doesn't mean and then now you have a mind state where it's like okay so this time after the second date if she doesn't provide sex then that means that she's gonna break up with me so that means that i can't catch feelings and you, you, they start overthinking this shit like you insecure ass nigga just chill I, but like hold on don't chill actually just continue to go on your way Leave, leave it leave her to me leave her to me i get i get clowned not clown necessarily but like people will be talking shit at me because i talk to more i talk to women like more loosely I, i'm trying to make they, myself the sound problem good, is they huh? make it the problem is they try to when they talk to women they act like it's like a quest in a video game like a side quest you just talking to a person throwing in little flirts and that's it Dude, they don't see it from that person they don't see it, and I never, I've never been a flirty kind of guy. I just talk to, I just talk to women like people, and then 
if we and usually usually when I was in college, it would usually just be at a party setting. So I'll be a little looser. So I feel more comfortable to flirt. But you just talk to someone like a regular person. If she's feeling you, a man, you get the eyes. You see the choosing signals. So you see the eyes. She giving them looks. Talk to her and just be you. And ninety five percent of the time, if you get those looks, she'll give you a chance. That's how I've always looked at it. I'd be falling in signals. love when they give me them looks. I'd be falling in love. If you you know the eyes, like <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like a lot of simps, and I was kind of like this when I was in high school. But a lot of like I didn't, I never understood like if you don't get the eyes, there's no point in wasting your time. I didn't understand that to college where if you don't get the eyes, especially at a party, she giving them eyes, she giving them up down, and she giving that little smile. She wants you to come talk to her. There's no reason to be afraid. As soon as you get the eyes, oh, cool. The alley-oops in the air. I just got to jump and put it in. I have the hops. I have the height, clearly. If I didn't have the hops and the height, she wouldn't have thrown the alley-oop. <laughs> so you get up and put in the hoop. But dudes will fuck up and slip on slip on nothing on the ground and miss the alley-oop and fuck it up. Now, you got one, you got one alley-oop, though. You, you don't, they're not going to throw it again. No, I really think Unless it's just you, because niggas don't have any game in person. I really think that's what it is. I don't even think I have game. I just, if I get the, I don't waste my time you unless I get game. the eyes. You have game. You have your own really? style. Yeah. You have your own style of game. Not everyone is Kyrie Irving, just wavy with the handles and behind the back, me, half spin to move. Me, game is just be, just be me. Just be goofy. Tween, tween, in, out. Ain't no, not everybody is Kyrie and Steph Curry with Throwing the handles. Some flirts and that's it. Some people are simply just, some people are simply just fundamental. And you just have eye, fundamentals. Good eye contact, be yourself, throw in some flirts. That's how I do it. If I get the eyes, good eye contact, be myself, be goofy, goofy, throw in a corny joke, you know, throw in some flirts. Those are your fundamentals. And that's it. Those are your that's, fundamentals. That's literally all I know how to do. Not everybody not go in is wavy with it like that. Not everybody is, is white chocolate, just Allen Iverson in white chocolate, just ah, ah, cross you, ah. Cross over my, crossing a, over Michael Jordan and shit. And not everybody's like that. But people, I had to get to that point where I can understand where I understood that. A lot of I feel like a lot of dudes don't have enough experience just in dating and just talking to women, period, just in general, to even kind of get that kind of sense. And I don't even think I still think I still don't I still think I don't have like the craziest amount of experience either. You got dudes who have I have a friend who just has way more experience than me, and that dude has mad game. That dude, he not he if he goes in somewhere, he's going home with something. I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> I know a guy like that. Get he's your a, hands off level. me. But you know, I like to think I have the fundamentals. A lot of dudes don't even have the fundamentals. Which is just showing your personality and your charisma. Just, That's all the exactly. fundamentals are. Being confident enough to and I it took me years to get that. I had to get that in college. Have the confidence to be yourself, having the mindset and the wherewithal to see who's fucking with you just off off eyes. And just going there and being yourself. That's it. Do any of your homies? Because I don't have any. I don't have any uh, homies outside of y'all. Do any of your homies? Are they? Are they? Are any of them tapped in with the whole alpha male uh, red pill community? Out of everybody, I look at it from the outside perspective. I I sometimes see a video and click on it. And I'm just, they make me, they just kind of appall me. There's a couple guys who are more subdued and they're kind of, they're kind of in that community, but not really. Like this one guy, he's an older man. He's a small channel. He's named Ron Wills. I think he has a lot of good points, 
he doesn't really come at it from like this whole alpha male perspective. His mindset is get in the gym, body game's important, and just talk to women and be yourself, and that's it. And he has some other stuff, but he stresses just being in shape and getting experience and talking to women and doing and improving your sex game. That's all he talks about. I don't doesn't really sound very red pill to me. I don't know what you think about that. But a lot of the guys in my circle, they don't really follow that kind of stuff. They just kind of do their own thing. Like, like the dude I told you about I went to college with, he lives out here now. He has mad game. I don't know what he does. He just has like <laughs> every time I see him or we went to Amsterdam together for like, you know, he's just like every time he went somewhere, it was I'm leaving with something. Like he has crazy game. I don't some dudes are just like they got like some crazy experience. I don't know where they got it. They learned something. They had an uncle or somebody who had mad game and they passed on they they passed on the torch. It's important to talk to older niggas. It's important. Yeah. For real. They got that mentorship young and they just they culti- they had time to really cultivate that cultivate and level it up young. But I feel like in this modern day and age and computers and internet and the pandemic, it's hard to get that experience. I just feel like my I definitely feel like I've atrophied. Like when I've gone out, like in the last couple of like months, it definitely feels like a delay. Like I feel like I gotta like I feel like it's like I haven't had that experience of being around people my age in general recently. You know, because I work around a lot of older people. I feel like if you don't, you're not constantly out there talking to women. Your skills are atrophy a little bit. I don't know what you think about. Is that a thing? It's called game for a reason. Yeah. Magic Johnson ain't doing no between the legs, behind the back passes no more. He ain't got game. (laughs) He ain't got game. He ain't practice. He ain't got game no more. But then you got to wonder, how do you get the practice? You got that requires a lot of putting yourself out there. Now you got to talk. Like like I said before, when I said I got to see the eyes, if I don't see the eyes, I'm not going in. You're not getting the practice in. I feel like the dudes who are just like, I don't need the eyes. I'm all I need. And they go in and talk to everybody. They're getting the most practice. You can try, but there's something about that, though, because it depends. That's that's a whole other game in itself. You can't just be at a bar and, you know, see a couple of ladies over. Y'all, you with a homie and you see a couple of ladies uh, sitting across from y'all. You can't just walk up to them empty handed. Hi, guys. What are you talking about? (laughs) You can't do that. I feel like dudes have this mindset where they're like, I don't have to be the chosen one. I'm going to go over there and show my stuff and make you choose me. You know what I mean? They have that mindset where it's like, you may not choose me off first glance, but I'll show you everything else I got. I'll show you this tongue and what I can, what my, my mouth game, this wordplay. I'll show you how funny I am. I'll, get, I'll make you give me a second glance and you might reconsider. There are dudes who are like that. And I feel like they have more success than guys who are just waiting for choosing signals. Because choosing signals requires you to be in good shape and to be aesthetically pleasing to get the eyes. So it's, it's levels. You see what I mean? There's different styles and levels to the game. It's different styles and levels to it. If you have enough game, that's like some sitcom level shit where you could, it's some TV show, some, that's some TV land shit. If you could just walk up to a random ass table of women and then just, hey, you want to dance? Sure. That's some, man, I, I don't know what that is. I've never, I've never personally experienced that. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like maybe at a party, but not like some, you know, actual local scene where you're at a I'm talking bar about or a party setting. Cause I, 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 I don't think I've told you this before. I think my game is trash. If it's not at a party setting or a bar, it's trash. Cause I don't, I need to, I need to be loose. It needs to be that kind of environment where people are kind of like on the prowl on both on, you on know, the general. prowl. <laughs> 
like like everybody's on the prowl at a party. Niggas, yeah, everybody's a predator out here. <laughs> men, men, bro, come on. I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. We talk about men and women. They, you know they call cougars that cougars for a reason. That's, That's a that predator kind of thing. But they're older. That's a predator. That's why I said people are on the prowl. I didn't say men. I didn't say women. I said people are on the prowl. And I said niggas, plural. Not just you. I'm including all the niggas. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know what I mean? So it's like people are in that mindset. It's like, hey, I might go home with somebody tonight. And that's men and women. But in just like, if I'm just at a library or I'm at some kind of, I'm at some kind of daytime event, I don't really be trying to talk to people in general. Leave me alone. I'm out here. I'll talk to people when I, I got a couple of drinks and I'm in that mindset. But dudes will, dudes will spit game at the at the coffee shop. Will spit game at the library. There are people who don't care. They're like, she's cute. I'm gonna go talk to her. I'm not not everybody's extroverted to a certain to like an extreme level. I'm just not extroverted like that. I have to, I pick and choose when I'm extroverted. Yeah, exactly. Most uh, most people are pretty like you know keep to themselves ish. They're not necessarily introvert, but you know most people are keep to themselves ish. That's just our culture in America, though. So, you know, it, yeah, of course, it's easier to spit game at a party, you know, because you're every like you said, it's just the atmosphere. But if you're at a bar and you're trying to run a certain type of game where you're just going to randomly walk up to a group of women and just start talking, good luck. Good luck. You got to have an end, man, because I've seen it. Li- I've just seen it in life. Like we've been at music festivals like the last couple of years and stuff like that. A lot of these conversations just we don't like plan to talk to a certain group of people something may happen like we may be going in line in the bathroom and we bump into a group of women like someone will just like accidentally bump into them and we start talking have a conversation or like we'll be at a festival and we just a group of people standing next to us and they'll start the conversation i i never felt like in my life when i've like dated or had game it never felt like anything i had to force it always just helped i found it like like if you play like an open world game like a skyrim like a on the ring they're just random events that happen you just be out on the road and then all of a sudden it'd be a battle breaking out and you just say i'm gonna join in but that happens in real life you just be out somewhere you might see a cute girl oh she's cute oh cool and then you walk at the bar and one of her friends might just start talking to you and you're like hey this is a good opportunity to maybe try to talk to her but that's my mindset i don't i feel like you have to force it it's some weird some creeper about it something like unnecessary about it <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't have to force anything in dating wise. Even if you're on Tinder and you're just swiping right on people, a lot of that is just random chance and just happenstance. And if it happens, it happens. But I'm a go with the flow kind of guy when it comes to dating. Other people are like methodical, like you said, players. They about numbers, so they on the hunt. It reminds me of like Minister Society when Kane pulled up to the to the parking lot. He saw Eilina. He blocked. He pulled up in front of her car, got out the car, and was like, "My name is Kane." That was a cold approach. That was he didn't have any he didn't there was no any kind of lead in. He was just like you're gonna I'm catch a dude. charge doing I'm gonna hit her up. You're gonna catch a charge doing that. I'm gonna hit her up. No, nah, you'd be you get catch a charge doing that. He he pulled up in front of her car and then went up to her window and she's like, Bro, what are you doing? I'm trying to lead. And he's you could, like, You could pull up in hey, the DMs. Slow down. You can pull up in the people DMs. People are crazy. You can pull up in DMs. Most people have I good sex game, right? Tech, I don't have good sex. I've never had good sex in I don't rely on that's why I said my style is different. I don't texting because I can't I can't hold attention in texting. And then I want to get too deep in texting. I, when I text, I like to get deep and they just be just they want to just I use texting as a way to organize the meetup. Texting is a waste of time. Mm-mm. I want you to see me. 
Texting is and, and, and if we're gonna text for hours, just call me. We can get it done in an hour, and I'll call you a couple days from now. We don't need to text all day. I can we can talk for thirty minutes, get it over with. Because that's a, a, one hour of talking is about a day of texting, or less. It's probably or it's probably more talking required actually, to to cover the day of texting. Uh maybe for, that's that's just you. I, I like mind share. See different styles. I never liked texting, bro. I'm, when I got to I tried to text when I was younger. When I got to college, my mindset was meetups. You know, I got a number at a party. Hey, what you trying to do? You trying to come through? Yo, are you gonna be at this party? Cool, I'll see you on Saturday. But that There's one girl, but about. that one that you like, you're not trying to you're not just trying to talk to her all day? Really? Nah. Because but see, I'm that's the paranoia in me. That's where I can I, I can admit that. That's the insecurity there. See, I'm man enough to in, admit that I feel like if I just if I text too much, it's just they're not gonna because I've had situations in my life where I just be I get too eager when I'm texting. They're just like, ah, he's he's simping too much. So when I got to college, like what? Says, I fuck it up. I don't know. I just feel like when I was in when I was younger, especially even early college, I feel like I always fucked it up over text. So my mindset is, I gotta get you face to face because I know I know I, my personality is enough. I know I'm enough. But I feel like with texting, I'm just too boring. I don't know what it is. I felt that's like a fear of mine. I don't know about now, but when I was younger, it was always a fear of mine that texting, I just was too eager or I was simping too much or I was doing something wrong. I feel like I had to just like do too much. I feel like if I can just use texting as, and this worked for me, but texting is just like, hey, what's up? She says, oh, how's your dad? It's cool. I'm chilling. Hey, we doing some on set? She's like, cool. All right. I'll see you on set. That's all I need to do. Then we meet up on set. I don't have to, because that's another thing. We talk, we text all day. We get to set. What are we going to talk about? We've already talked about it all week. That's another problem I had is where I would pull up and I had nothing to talk about. So I was like, what's the point of wasting my time texting when I can just set up the meetup and then we have a world's amount of stuff to talk about when we meet up on set. We meet up at the party. We meet up at the kickback. That's the mindset. I'm not going to yeah, waste that. conversation that I can, have, I can have at the party. But what do you think? What is your mindset on texting? I love texting, bro. Like I said, I like the mind share. So... And it, it has a partial, it's partially because of my insecurity, because I also am a codependent uh, and I have abandonment issues. <laughs> so I, it is a part of my insecurity because I know if you're texting me, if you're sending me a text every 20 minutes throughout the day, then you're focused on me. And so it, that that's just like, right, that's like approval. For it's me. like the validation. It's yeah. like you get the constant value. You need the constant. I see what you're saying. Right. So it's that's kind of, partially that. Like opposites. It's partially that. I, we're kind of opposites on that. But at the same that's time, I am like you because I think it is important to have an end goal. I'm not just going to be the person. Like there's some people that I know, some dudes that I know where if they're texting a girl, they they don't have any end goal. Like the, the goal of them texting, it, they don't... They're just they're just going with it. Like they're just going with yeah. the flow. Who knows what's gonna happen? I'm just texting her. I don't know. I just, so I'll, I'll be like having a conversation with him. Like, so you gonna ask her out or what? And then, I don't know. I'm just I'm just, we're just texting. <laughs> like, you gotta have a goal with it. Like I'm not just gonna text you for two days straight and not ask you out. That doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna ask you out because um, that's the end goal of texting. The whole point of texting is so that we can get you out. Duh. Exactly. So we can exactly. But I do. About. But I do want to like if 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 I say you know and sometimes the conversation just ends 
or whatever after you make the plans or whatever. But we make the plans and the conversation ain't finished yet and we still texting. I'm still going to text you. And it's also for my boredom, too, because I want to text somebody the other day. <laughs> like, yeah. it's for my boredom, I too. Rather, especially like, and I, we didn't even get on. We didn't really start talking on Discord through the pandemic, but my new style might even change. Just get on the Discord, man. Why don't you just like, FaceTime? I don't even have Discord. I'm not assuming that we can FaceTime. We can dis- We can FaceTime. Discord would be easier. We can Skype. I'd rather you just let's just kick it on Discord. Let's watch a movie on Discord. Like if we just start talking, I don't not I don't want to text you. We could do like a little e date and watch a movie. I I thought about that. Like I, that might even be cool. I wouldn't, I know I wouldn't do an e date. I, I think it's kind of. Cr- I think it's I wouldn't weird. do it. Just Facetime. I wouldn't do an e date on the first date. E date is like three. E date is like. Three dates minimum. You have to have three in-person dates minimum before I even ask that. But I'd rather do that than be texting with you all day. But hop on, what do you mean? Hop on the Discord. Let's talk. We can talk for 30 minutes. Why wouldn't you just I'd rather do that call them? Eh. But that's just me because I like sitting at my desk with my microphone. I guess I could call them on my computer, but it'd be the same thing. But... I don't know. I, and I want to, you know, kind of go back and analyze that because you said, you know, that's the, you want to do the constant validation, but yes, my fear is that they're thinking, they're thinking that I need that. I don't care. They're thinking that I need that and I like them too much. So I have to be a little bit more cold. I have to be a little bit more nonchalant less until we meet up. Well, yeah, that's why you want, play I your them, games. I need them to think, I need them to think that I'm about, that I'm, and, and I'm more about business than they think I am. That's why you play your games. You know, I, I am about business, but I wanted them to think that I'm just completely unavailable to value my time more. So they got to a value so that they value the time we spend together more. So that's, that's where I got to. That's the point where I got to and the conclusion that I got to. I suppose, but you know, that's your version of the early game. College, I was too available. I felt like I was too available. And my time was taken for granted. And that's not even with me even texting a lot. That's with me just being too available during the week for them to come over and us to do what we do. You know what I mean? We don't have to go into too much detail about that. But I was always just waiting around. And then when they didn't text me, you know, they I thought I thought that was a I thought that was a, a sound effect. But yeah, you know what I mean? I was too <laughs> I felt like I was too available and I was getting running game was being run on my head. You know what I mean? I was just a dude in rotation. I was just a oh well, just a, a dude in rotation and some girls' rotation. Oh well, even if you weren't as available as you were, you'd still be in her rotation. So oh well, that's just the girl. I mean, I mean, you in the rotation, but you know, once I came to the realization that I'm just, she probably just on one night. It's just like, ooh, who am I gonna call tonight? Oh, he's kinda, always available. Kinda, type with your head. Yeah, I guess I yeah. see what you're saying. I guess I see what you're saying. But at the end of the day, if you still fucking with him, you still in the rotation. So. It's not like it changes anything. So, yeah, we can move to the, we can move to the the last topic, the Joker topic one. Sure, 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 sure. So it got confirmed that all of a sudden, there's gonna be a Joker two, that happened maybe like a month ago. And then they were like a week later, like, oh, by the way, it's gonna be a musical. Everybody was like, huh? And then recently, uh, as of last week, they released a little like teaser it's not even a trailer it's just like a little teaser like a visual teaser um and they also confirmed that yes it is a musical and yes lady gaga will be performing uh, or, or portraying harley quinn in joker 2 the musical <laughs> it has some french title that i don't know how to pronounce so i don't I speak get, french. i see it though man I no lady gaga is a good like, actor 
Lady Gaga is a good act, good actress, and she and she makes music. She's a singer. Yeah, it it fits. Like in terms of like we were just like, who's gonna be a Harley Quinn who's gonna sing in a musical? She definitely is on the list, without a doubt. And I think she's on anyone's list. I think to play Harley Quinn, I think any I think she's on anyone's list. Who do you think would you want more to play a Harley Quinn in a musical, a Joker musical movie? I think she fits perfectly. I think she fits perfectly. People are just are like clowning her and clowning the movie. I definitely do think that this is the kind of movie that we're on a very thin line here. Well, it depends on how many musical numbers there are. This is true. If there's like six songs, that's a, that's a L, but if there's only like, you know, a song in the beginning and they're performing and then, you know, they mix in a song in the middle and then towards the end, eh, if they do it right, eh, I could see three to four songs and then make the rest of it pretty serious, like the original. I could see it because I want to. I don't. I don't think the original is the kind of movie that didn't need a sequel. Like everything, everywhere, all it, it be. It feels the same as if everything, everywhere, all at once got a sequel. That movie doesn't need a sequel. Yeah, it does. The same way about the Joker movie. The Joker movie does not need a sequel. Not at all. It was just so successful. The studio forced their hand. It feels like that kind of thing. Now they have an opportunity to make something really, really good. I think. We are. I think we're. It's like fifty-fifty. It's either going to be an absolute dumpster fire, or it's going to be incredible. I can see it if it's the same people and maybe add some people who have musical experience in there. I pretty much it's agree good. with you. I also don't watch musicals unless it's a Disney either. movie. I hated, them. I hated. I hated High School Musical growing up. I hated it. I'm, I watched some of them though, just because I was just like there was nothing else to watch. I like okay, Disney movies. Um, and those most of the times, most of the time, are musicals. But in terms of just like live action musicals, I don't watch them shits. Uh, but sometimes they're good. You know, La La Land was it's a big boring. hit. I don't like it. It's boring. They're you know? always so boring and corny. I don't like that like romance, those romance kind of things. But I saw someone said, if you don't like rom-coms, you don't like rom movies, something's wrong with you. You're like a psycho. You're like altered. I'm like. Mm. Why? I don't. That's a good conversation. Why? It, it was just a random tweet. It didn't go any deeper than that. But most rom-coms are not that good. So. But the good ones, the good rom-coms? Don't get me wrong. I like romance movies. Like, have you seen Wedding Crashers? No. Uh, Have you seen, like, Along Came Polly? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I watched one recently with, um, I think, uh, John Cena was in it. It was like John Cena. John Cena. It was like a rom-com where, like, John Cena was in it. And he was like... They like they met up with like this black couple and they all like were like on like a honeymoon. They both were like on a honeymoon and like they all got like super drunk and drugged and it was like all this crazy shit was going on. I don't know. I thought that was it, I thought it was okay. Like I like rom coms sometimes. Adam Sandler has a couple of rom coms. Vacation Friends. It's called Vacation Friends. Oh, I've never seen that. Never seen it. Have you seen Just Go with It? No, bro. I tell you, I don't. I never. I don't. I don't like them. There's some good ones out there. There's some good ones. I don't know about what that says about you as a, in terms of being a psychopath. A psychopath? I guess they're trying to equate it to like if you don't like 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 stink meter. Like in the stink meter intro, first episode, it's like he hated he hated sunsets and ice cream and and all this other stuff. Like he was narrating stink meter, and stink meter was like standing, like seeing a beautiful view. With a rainbow and dolphins, and he was like, "That's some old bullshit." 
I just like you're just like a you're like a miserly, bitter, like crazy person if you don't like. They're equating like beautiful vistas and sunsets with rom coms, and if you don't like these things, something's different wrong with you. There's something altered about your mind. There's something in your spirit. The only reason why I don't agree with that is because it's a rom com. If it's just a romantic movie, like yeah, I like romantic movies. Like they're like serious. That's like, different. Serious shit going on. But rom coms like can that. be corny. If it's not funny, then rom-coms it's not are corny as hell. They're typically like I when I think rom con, I think like a corny Adam Sandler's movie with ram with romance in it. I think like like some bullshit like you know like comedians get together to make these like stupid ass movies, but there's some romance in it. That's what I think. Like that movie where the world was ending with all those comedians, but throwing some romance. That's what I think of a rom com. Just like some bullshit that happens to have like some bullshit. No, normally they have a plot. Comedy with some romance in it. Normally they have a plot, and it's like I said, some of them are actually really good. Like um. It's that movie. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a very popular Christmas movie with Liam Neeson and uh, Kira Knightley. It's something about. It's a Christmas movie. It's like Last Holiday, or it, it, it's I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called. I need to look that up. Can you look that up for me? Can you look up a Liam Neeson? Look up Liam Neeson. Um, who's the dude for who played Rick Grimes? He's also in it. Oh yeah, I forget what it's called. I really forget what it's called. And there's like another famous dude in there. Uh, He he played uh, the Flying Dutchman. He was also in it. It's a Christmas movie, but that's a super popular, really good rom com movie. Um, It's called Love Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good movie, good movie. Long, but good movie. Some of the ones that are actually like they pay attention to the plot are good. Hitch, have you seen Hitch? Ah, uh, when I was a kid, but I can't can't really remember it. But I I know that's I've a rom com. No, like rom coms, they though, hit sometimes. They hit. I like romance though. I like I'm a romantic Nick. See, I'm a romantic Nick. So I like that type of shit. <laughs> um. I, and I have one last thing I forgot to mention the last topic. It's related mm. to it. There was a guy was like, I think his name is Sneeko on YouTube. And some people were talking about like Sneeko and he was talking with some other guy, like some guy named Abba from Abba and Preach. These are like these like, I don't even know what to call these channels. They kind of like commentate on like life and like shit, popular media. And, you know, a lot of them, one of the guys was talking about, they were talking about Sneeko and he was just kind of, he kind of, he said he agrees with the red pill mindset, but like because of just how things are, just how like, a dude like being romantic and opening his heart up and doing picnics that isn't appreciated by most women. And I want to know what you think. Do you think that? But I'm not going to lie though. Like when I see dudes writing love letters and flowers and stuff, you just kind of seem like a simp and a sucker. I believe that there's a part of me that believes that. Cause I've seen dudes do that and it doesn't get, it never gets appreciated. Every time I've seen that in life, it never gets appreciated. So I would love to be it. able to be that romantic and shit. I've done that shit before. Uh, where I would I'm love like to do that. Buying I, gifts I, I, for him. I realizes it's a clown show. Buying gifts for him and uh, writing poetry, to sending it to him and shit. You are my muse for this poem. I've sent that text out before. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, giving the kisses, little the little kisses and the pecs and rubbing the feet and shit you know i've been i did all that shit before and uh you know it's appreciated at the time but people always talk about the end the end game just because you break up that doesn't mean that it was not appreciated you know what i mean 
there's there's someone out there that will appreciate this shit. You know, I'm talking about like you just have to find the person that appreciates that shit. Most people aren't out here. Most people are desperate as hell to where they just going to see what sticks. You know what I mean? Like most people aren't like right. looking for people dating with intention. That's what I'm trying to say. Most people are not dating with intention where they're trying to match values and figuring out what their principles that they stand, the other person stands on are and, uh, you know, figuring out like things that matter to them. They're not trying to match that with the other. So that's when you run into those situations where you end up getting hurt or whatever the case may be. And then you start talking about like, oh, well, she didn't appreciate it when I used to rub her feet and when I wrote her love letters. Well, that's because she doesn't care about you being a romantic nigga. But the other one over here, she cares about that shit. She loves that shit. That's that's her love language is all those little uh, acts of kindness and shit like all those little gestures. You just didn't you didn't pay attention to what the love language of the woman you was with was. She didn't she That's didn't care about good point. She didn't care about flowers and such and such. She just wanted you to spend more time with her in general, watch my movies with her. We love her that was equivalent. I see what you I get what you're saying. We love to with. hold other people accountable for our for what Maybe we she likes do. The garden and she wanted you to she wanted you to help her out in the garden for her that yeah. was the same thing as if you wrote her love letter exactly love letter and rubbed her feet exactly i see what you're saying exactly like i happen to be a nigga where like most of my i like i i'm pretty i think there's four love languages right there's four of them right right the one i don't I, care I don't about know. i don't know it's 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 gifts it's service it's touch and it's quality time and then there's uh there's words of affirmation so there's five and I'm I don't care about gifts because that's not how, that's not a love language to me. Just because you bought me something, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. You'd probably be pissed off by my reaction, <laughs> honestly, if you give me a gift. <laughs> and I don't care about uh, acts of service that much. But the other three, I'm big on. So if I end up with a person that is really into acts of uh, acts of or, or gifts and um, acts of service. But I'm focused on the three, the other three. We're not compatible. So you really need to, it's a, it's a you thing. Like, I think the accountability accountability is on you. You need to hold yourself accountable for the person that you ended up talking to, that you ended up putting, spilling energy into, pouring energy into. That's on you. That's not on her because she didn't appreciate what you said, what you did. Unless it's just like some, you know, just some common courtesy type shit. Like you bought them something. They don't even say thank you. Yeah, then yeah, you have a <laughs> you have a reason to be upset. Um, so I I get what he's saying, but I think that has a lot to do with your own accountability. Like that's your responsibility to find someone who's. That's all he talked about was just like the mushy gushy emotional shit, or was he talking about like? Because I've also had experience, it, you know, like I said, it, it. Well, he was just like he. I want to be able to do these things, but these things aren't appreciated. Nah, so, nah I don't think things, that's an these excuse. Things get looked, these things get looked down on and clowned on. Man, niggas always looking for excuses and everything, bro. That's not that's not an excuse for you not to do it. Why not? So you so like, it, trust me. I want to be romantic. I want to have someone to pour everything into, but that's just not. That gets made fun of. So he's saying you that a, you he's a, not you going to do it. Chat, Nick will be laughing at you. Well, yeah, basically. He's saying that he's not what, going to do it because the, that's what the dating environment is. No, that's what the women he dates. The environment of the women he dates are. It, I'm always going to put it back on the other on the person. 
Always. But that's what I'm, and, and that's my only thing. And I, I kind of see what he's saying is that like, like you can say that you can agree with that, but what you're asking people to do is to be constantly looking for the needle in the haystack. It's like, yeah, what days are like that. I'm not, I'm just saying like how many, and this is what my experience growing up, bro, they're women that never was received. Well, that, bro, that they're women stuff has never been received like that. Never been received. Well, I've never seen what it. type of romantic shit are you doing that isn't received well? Received not received well to I me. I don't do means I, me you're not getting thank I yous. Think, I don't. I don't think I've ever gone out of my. I don't write no love letters. I don't bring no flowers. I don't bring. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, to be really honest with you, I can't think of a time I've ever done anything to that level. So then you don't have an experience in it. Well, it's personal experience. Experience and. It, personal experience in the sense that I don't I've never tried to do any of these things because I as a I've seen other people do it and they get wrecked wrecked that's what I'm speaking anecdotally wrecked in the sense that it doesn't get appreciated or you get laughed at or it gets clowned clowned laughed at for real who can you name a time uh well I have a homie of mine he still does he's still on this kind of time and he's hard-headed the one that we talking bro, about? I mean, I'm, yeah, I've known him. For that's different, years. bro. That's no, nah, that's that's but no, no. We talking about as grown men. I've seen him do this stuff, and he gets clowned. It doesn't get appreciated. It gets laughed at. He still does like what, bro? Every I don't know one Take individual. Out a fancy day and flowers and love letters and texting and calling and oh, I'm just not feeling him. He's he's just a little too much for me. That's him. That's him. He picked the wrong one. Who cares? Move on, move on to the next one and try it again. And then maybe the next one like it. That's Those are questions never, that you I've should... I've never seen him hit a home run. But that's just one guy. Remember, this is Ansel Donald. Those are but questions that you got to like ask in the beginning. And I've known him for years. He's gotten clowned enough where I was just like, I'm thinking from a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. I no, think, you know? bro. See, that's why men, man, we are so insecure. <laughs> we are so insecure. We gonna let another nigga's experience stop us. But then you look at the same <laughs> from having the experience. Him, they like the dudes who just don't give a fuck. That's about not that. clowning. That's not clowning. So just because you know, she you didn't, see from, you learn from people's mistakes. That's not a mistake to me. I'm sorry. That's not a mistake. Cause take it from me, bro. I'm a romantic nigga. Okay, I've done a lot of romantic shit. You can ask the exes. Please don't. But you can ask the exes. <laughs> I'm a romantic dude. I. I'm a, I feel the appreciation from it. I, do, I I haven't been around one woman who didn't at least like to me not appreciating means you don't get a thank you because you shouldn't be doing the only reason why you should be doing those acts of service those gestures is to show and the show replaces the tell right that's it if you get a thank you then it's appreciated if you don't get a thank you the first time and you do it the second time you don't get a thank you then it's like oh okay like i'm getting you know she's dissing me right now then you're gonna bring it up you can communicate that though you know what i mean and then she's gonna be like and then you she probably gonna reveal herself into she's she's a rude ass she's rude she's rude and so you don't need to be with that in any other case bro nine times out of ten women are going to say thank you they're going to appreciate that they may not be like oh my god i fell in love with him the first time he brought me flowers it's not that deep, nigga. It's $12 flowers. <laughs> like, it's some $20 flowers. Like, what do you really expect? Your homie 
just because that one chick that he he did the whatever for, he took her on a date or whatever and got her the flowers or whatever, just because she didn't like that's not gonna make one that one individual fall in love with you. But who who's gonna fall in love over some one little date and some flowers? Like this is consistency. You know what I mean? And they can like that aspect about you, but that doesn't have to be the reason why they like you the most. Just because you're romantic, that doesn't mean that you have to stop it. Just because they're not falling in love, they're not head over heels for you. Just because, oh my God, like I showed her that I, I I tried to open I, I opened the door for her and I pulled out her chair and I presented her with flowers and I got her champagne and there was a surprise love note in the champagne and doing all these acrobatic romantic gestures. And that means you're just going to stop because somebody didn't re react the right way. That has more to do with you. That's the same when we talk about how women like validation and they're going to be, they're going to really be sitting there talking about, do I look ugly? Like, what the fuck you, like, what do you want me to expect? What do you want, what do you want me to say? Do I look ugly? That's the same as a nigga being like, oh, I got you some flowers and just waiting there for you to say something. Waiting there. I got you some flowers. Like, what am I, you expecting some, some like, grandiose like oh my god i thank you i've always wanted these lilies are my favorite like what do you want i'm ranting now but that's just the 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 that's why a lot of these romantic conversations are just so dumb to me when we talk about it on a on a on a youthful level it's just so dumb to me that was a good one though that was a good one that was a good topic that was a good question I gotta see that video because that nigga is stupid. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up for you. But yeah, it was just, you know. But I don't know, man. I just feel like it's part of that whole like simp thing. Like nobody wants to be a simp. It's like that's not that simping. That is not that, simping. It's, consider, it's considered simping. How is that like, considered simping? You're putting you're putting yourself out there. You're exposing yourself. You're being Elliot. vulnerable to somebody. Elliot. You can shut it down. If a woman showed up to your door. Cause you were gonna, she she rolled up to your crib and you were gonna take her out, and she rolled up to your door, and she was like, "Hi, I brought you a housewarming gift," and it was like a candle, and some flowers. Would you be like, "Oh, she's simping," or would you be like, "Oh, that's a nice gesture"? No, I would be like, "That's a nice gesture." Now exactly. That's I it. Never use it because I don't use candles. Like it's that. not simping because someone did something out of their way to show you some some love or to show you some type of care like to show you visually that i care and i put the effort in to do this that's not simping simping is she already done left you and you still calling her and sending her texts baby i love you and and i just think we should be together because you sending her text remember the one time when i took you out on that one date and we kissed underneath the sunset that's that's simping when she already done left you and she doesn't care about you, then you acting like a simp because you can't move on. Simping, you can't be a simp and she likes you back. How is that simping? Yeah. That's true. I, I see your perspective. It's, it's not simping. It's just, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. And it's a very, I mean, I think you ask any dude about that romantic stuff and they'll give you a somewhat similar answer. I'm not saying that like, like my idea of romantic that I'd be, I wouldn't feel as, Unsimpish, just like fancy dinner. I'm talking lorries, talking, you know, we hooking. I'm hooking her up. She getting order wherever you want. You know, we we gonna order 
within reason, expensive bottles of wine, like hundreds, $200 bottle. Like, that's what I see as romantic. You know, I'm wine and dining her, I'm pulling the chair out for her, I'm, putting, I'm tucking her in, taking her on this fancy date, you know what I mean? Come home with candles. I can see that, but I feel like, I don't know why I have anything more than that just seems like it's pushing a line. That's because niggas don't know how to do anything outside of money. A massage. Outside of that, it seems like it's pushing a line. A massage is good. Candles are good. But most niggas don't know how to do anything outside of money. Most niggas can't take themselves to to a different level of like emotional. It's not even vulnerability. It's literally just like you put in just a little bit more mental thought into a little bit more energy into what can I do to make a moment special? That's literally it. That's literally it. It's just a moment. You're not going to catch one person for the entire life just because you got them fucking flowers. What do you expect? So that's going to stop you from just doing any other romantic gesture just because they didn't fucking fall to their knees crying like they you fucking proposed because you got them some fucking flowers? Fuck out of here with that. I'm doing the most. I don't care. I'm doing the most. I'm spending I'm spending bands over a certain amount of months. I don't care. And you know what's going to happen? At the end of that, it's probably going to end because of whatever the fuck reason. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find another one and I'm going to do the exact same thing. Oh. Wow. This man is going crazy. I'm going to do it though. Okay. All right. Well, that was that was the last topic. All right, everybody. This was <laughs> that uh, was the last August seventh. <laughs> this nigga tired 7th, of me. This nigga August seventh <laughs> episode of uh, top tier. I'm getting tired, bro. I'm not gonna lie, bro. August seventh episode of. I'm probably gonna take off work tomorrow. You like this nigga? This nigga ranting too much. Top tier podcast. I need to end this shit. <laughs> uh, we will. We will. We will be back to you guys on Sunday, man. I'm sorry, on Tuesday. On Tuesday, man. Wednesday. We recording on we recording on a Tuesday, right? Oh, well, we post on Wednesday. Yeah, we we'll back to you guys on Wednesday. We don't, we don't edit this. <laughs> we not gonna edit that. We not gonna edit that. Uh, yeah, this has been a very good episode. We got we got really into into the relationship topics. I want to know in the comments if y'all like them uh, relationship topics because I enjoy ranting about them. That's for damn sure. Those are my favorite ones, just random about them. Just hearing what people are saying, what's in the zeitgeist, because this is a lot of, we're living, we're living crazy times. 2019, 2019, right before the pandemic, that was a shift cosmically, bro. I felt it. It was a shift in the ether. Like, people think it's, I'm talking bullshit. Like, I just, you feel it, man. You just feel the, you can just feel the era. Like, it was an era shift. Yeah, man, Thanos snapped a, Thanos snapped us into an alternate dimension. Shit. All right, everyone, take it easy. Been top tier, baby. See you next week. Hey, man, I'm like, it's hot as fucking. I'm getting irritated because it's so hot today in the house. And I, the AC's been kind of going on and off because people have been, like, doing stuff in the house. So they have to come turn it off. So there's this period where I was just sweating like bullets. You're talking about bullets, man. I'm talking about the sweat was so thick, I'll wipe.